Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. Today was a fun one. We covered... I couldn't even tell you what. <laughs> we actually gave the mummy some attention, mm. believe it or not. That's we, the Brendan Fraser one, not the Tom yeah. Cruise. We talked... Or Frazier. Uh, we covered some stuff in, in current news. We uh, touched on... Uh, uh, we kind Looking of, forward to the upcoming presidential yeah, debates. Yeah, we talked on presidential debates and how that may or may not go. We went heavy on religion for a little bit. Had some Michael Jackson fun, some Catholic Church fun. <laughs> I mean, I think the highlight for the Laugh Man was developing a whole new character, and I'm not going to spoil it. I don't, <laughs> don't want to spoil it. But there's a whole new character in the show. It's wonderful. Uh, we got to talk to uh, non-listener No Cheese Sean. <laughs> And uh, very he, brief, he confirmed uh, something that I really didn't need him to confirm. <laughs> I already knew the answer to the question. Um, so yeah, fifty-five. Fifty-five, I feel, is pretty strong, and it's going to be lengthy. I mean, the second we always do these in parts, but we were on such a roll on part two. You can't see this because I'm the one watching it. Mm. Part two is an hour and fifty-five minutes. Nice. Off of part one, which was forty. Well, super fan Alan will appreciate that because he does his long drives in utter silence, like a sociopath, and right. He likes to listen to us, so he's saving lives as yeah. usual. So this is a link. This will be a lengthy one, much like Fifty Four. Oh, shout out real quick, long. even in the intro to Matt and Perth for the Toy Story video. That was wonderful. Did I you see that? that? No. He shot it. Shot us over a wonderful little video of like what the Toy Story is actually like. If you look at it, if you, I, I'll let you just enjoy it. This, I'll watch it's it. like the the real Toy Story. Okay. And it, it's very funny. You'll enjoy it. Very cool. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I'll give that a watch. The the thing, the reason I don't see it is since we share that email mm, once I, you've opened once it, I like it's, it. It's marked it's a, as unread. It's a, it's a good point. I will uh, <laughs> I'll mark it unread when I read it when I go through it, so you'll sure. still see it. Sure. But yeah, fifty five is good. We really went all over the place, <laughs> but you know we that new character was strong. And if and if you're getting near the end and you're going like, all right, enough already with the Catholic Church jokes, we end it with more of the new character. So if you hear the new character midway and you go, this fucking character is great, and then you get bogged down in Catholic jokes, just wait because he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all make sense in due time. We'll keep this intro brief. Enjoy episode 55. We'll see you next week for 56. Ah, holla. Hey, this is Terry Funk for TPTO Pod. Coming to you live. Talk about AdamandEve.com. <laughs> I heard you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck. So why don't you head on over to AdamandEve.com. Get yourself some kind of supplement so you can come into a bigger dump truck. I'm told that this is a special deal. You head on over there, you get you get 50% off any one item. Jesus Christ. So far, you ain't shown me shit. I like saying it more aggressive like that than I did in the, the final cut of the film. You head on over to adamandeve.com. Use promo code TPTOPOD. I'm told there's more to the deal. You get 50% off any one item. You Musty fucking do. You also get three motherfucking adult DVDs. Who's watching DVDs? <laughs> I want Blu-rays, motherfucker. <laughs> Can I stream it? <laughs> You're a dead man. You also get a free mystery gift and free shipping. What if somebody called my mama a whore? <laughs> Is she? That was his line. R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. He, he no longer has balls big enough to come oh, in a dump truck. He has not come in many dump trucks lately. Continue. 
head on over to adamandeve.com. One more time. Use promo code TPTOPOD at checkout. Boom. You're you a get dead what? man. <laughs> 50% off any one item. Three free adult DVDs. Free shipping. And a free mystery gift for you to come into. Oh, I love coming into mystery gifts. huge balls that I heard about. Your balls preceded you. I thought you'd be bigger. This, <laughs> this is Terry Funk for this Bob Terry, thing of ours. Terry Funk Jr., I guess. TPTO. TPTO bought a checkout, motherfucker. Fuckers. <laughs> Frazier's finest work. It's Frazier. Frazier. No, his finest work was um, uh, with honors. With Joe Pesci. Never saw that one. It's the one where he's he's got crutches and Joe Pesci's his homeless friend that he has to bribe to get his thesis paper back from because he found it. Huh. It's excellent. Oh, knocks on the moon. She, very pretty lady. <laughs> The best Egyptian brides all have gold titties. <laughs> That's all they wore, apparently. That's what I said off the pod before we started, that this was like the movie that the teachers in high school would <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting <laughs> sidetracked by the golden ones. <laughs> Taking a look down at only, only the priciest, best tequila Called Margaritaville. You know it's you know it's not good tequila when there's an expiration date printed <laughs> on the bottle. Generally speaking, alcohol should be good long term. <laughs> not Margaritaville. <laughs> Consume this by September. <laughs> That's when it'll start to turn. <laughs> it doesn't age. It expires. <laughs> we were at a dinner party last night. Not a dinner party, just a couple having us over for dinner, and they had some kind of like a fish sauce, kind of like a hybrid soy fish sauce, and it had an expiration date spot, but it was just XXXXXXXXX. So I guess it was like, in, it it goes bad whenever you decide. Sure. <laughs> oh, you look miserable. It's not good. I can't promise I'm going to have more than one more of those. Just, just one. This one. It's not good. <laughs> I can smell it. It's terrible. It's, it's not tequila. It smells like it smells like caramel, like mixed with ass. Yeah. It's like this a. This is like the re- like when people are like, oh, bro, I can't do tequila. It's like, that's because every time you've had it, it's been Margaritaville gold. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have gotten the silver. <laughs> I hear that's the uh, the better of the two. No, it just if, if, if its descriptive word is not reposado blanco añejo, it's not tequila. It's like champagne. It's only champagne if it comes from a certain region. Everything else is sparkling wine. Brute or yeah, cuvee. And this, this is tequila-flavored beverage. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I still smell it. I think that's like a definitely an indicator you're dealing with a poor man. Probably create like clean the presses in the back with this. <laughs> this will definitely remove pressing. <laughs> oh, the look on your face was it's priceless not- after you drank it, but even more priceless when you were looking at the label and I could see the question in your mind, knowing what I know now. Wait a minute, this has an expiration date. <laughs> Produced under the supervision of the Mexican government. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Shut up. That's what it says. Well, this is their revenge. You build the wall, eh? Yeah. Well, we haven't built it yet. We're still trying to figure out how to get Mexico to pay for it. Yeah. Speaking of which, sad, sad news. I mean, it's old news now because we're always a week behind, but. Two, really. Yeah. Two what? Two weeks, really. Like, we're recording today, mm. and we're already kind of, it's already kind of almost a week old news. Oh, yeah. And it'll be two weeks by the time this goes in. But out. it's good news. Don't worry, though. There's not a rise in white nationalism in this country, according to <laughs> white nationalism. <laughs> according to uh, white nationalists, uh, white nationalism's own Donald Trump, white nationalism is not on the rise. No, no, we don't have a problem. No. There's no problem here. It's like, uh, what's that Dick Nose from the Klan? They made the movie about him. David Duke. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, I understand when anybody's running for president, you need all the votes you can get. But, like, when when former, you know, Grand Dragon. Wizards, dragons. Whatever. David Duke's like, I like this guy. Like, I'm like, get me to a microphone now. Like, (laughs) listen, everyone, please vote for me. But I'm not, I do not want this guy's support. It's that easy. It's not hard to say. Like, I want to be your president. I want to be everyone's president, good people, bad people. You know, I want to rep- I want to be America's president. But I want to go on record now that the <laughs> former Grand Dragon Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan likes me. I don't like him, and I don't like that he likes me. And I'm, I'm starting to question, like, what have I done that would make him like me? You know? So just to be clear, I still want to be president. Well, I saw some statistic. Not big, not too big on the David Duke um, thing. Every it's that easy. It is that easy, every, and it's especially easy when you get a look at the uh, statistics over the last calendar year of everybody in this country. I don't know. Damn, I should have paid closer attention. But it's, essentially, it said that the last such and such terror attacks in this country were all done by white males. Yeah. With, with nationalist incl- inclinations, mm-hmm. not a single Islamic terror attack yeah. in that time period. So where's the, the real emergency here? But don't worry. Well, they're protected by the Second Amendment. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> which is funny. So that guy you can't call a white you, possible <clears throat> Christian male a terrorist. He's just a sicko. Yeah, he's a sicko with mental health problems. He's got mental health problems. Did you see? If they're brown, then they're terrorists. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, any of the manifesto that douchebag wrote? No. No. Well, it's a 70-page, and it's pretty much the, pl- the exact playbook of anybody else that, that uh, internalizes and believes that nonsense. It was just saying, uh, you know, we're white, pa- white people are on the decline. You know, something along the lines of Jews will not divide us. Jews will not replace he us. He definitely got there, Some and he talked about Islamic stuff. radicalism, and then... It, he knew exactly what he was doing because I don't know if it was halfway or towards the end, but he's like, also, if you take the Second Amendment away from my, my brothers in America, there will be another civil war. So he's trying to, like, touch all bases yeah. here. It makes me afraid as a white man that at one point, one too many white dudes are going to, like, push a little too hard 
And next thing you know, like, like someone's like, white guy. I'm like, I'm one of the good ones. I'm one of the good ones. Look, I have tattoos. I tattoo. None of them are racist. You can check. There's I'm no frogs, no shamrocks. I'm one of the good ones. I'm one of the... Like, it's going to, like, I'm like, that day's coming. Yeah. Like, I need to arm up to protect myself. Well, I mean, statistically, liberals. statistically speaking, you're more likely to be a terrorist. Well, yeah, present day, but it's not terrorism. You can't uh, say you're, sorry, it's uh, a mentally ill, yeah, sicko. <laughs> I don't want to start calling Criminal. it just donkey brains. A lone wolf. <laughs> not terror. Lone. There's no terror in murdering 49 Muslim people. As literally, 50. Literally, well, literally, as the first one to greet you says, hello, brother. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you first yeah. and then all these other people. <clears throat> I mean, you did see the, where he live streamed that. On Facebook, uh, yeah, for seventeen minutes. I didn't try to find it, but I'm oh, aware no. that it was out there for a little while. Well, one of ex FBI agent said, "If you share this video, you're culpable." I don't know if he meant by by law or just the fact that you you might be culpable in that. The whole uh, what do you call it when someone does something because they saw it done online? <laughs> copycat, copycat crimes yeah. type things like that. But uh, I didn't. I, I can't imagine even it's wanting all to see it. As we watch Brendan Fraser shoot Arabs yeah. in the opening. It's really adding to the, the conversation. <laughs> the, money. the white Egyptian doing work, you know. Um, but lost my train of thought there. Yeah, no, I was aware of the news story. I heard it when it broke. And I, oh, I Facebook. They didn't stop it. The New Zealand police officers had to reach out to Facebook. But can you please mm-hmm. shut this off? Yeah. Because this is not, not just was it gruesome and putrid but the that this is the worst part was the comment section like anything else sure and facebook yeah because there's scumbags everywhere rooting them on like oh really yeah like i wonder who they voted for mm, i don't know that's my favorite thing this we've touched on this before whenever you get into a debate with a conservative who wants to remind you that uh, you know, Democrats in the South, especially back in the Democrats, Dixiecrats, those were the racists, all right? <laughs> Republicans, Nixon, or uh, uh, Lincoln was a Republican. Lincoln freed the slaves. And I always just like, yeah, yeah, that's, thanks for the history lesson. <laughs> who, who is the Klan voting for today? <laughs> is it the Democrat Party? It's not the Democrat. It's the Republican Party. <laughs> so thanks. It was a fun stroll down memory lane as far as what label went with racist white asshole all the way back to the 1800s, but present day, Grand Wizard David Duke, former member of the KKK, who does he like? He likes Republicans. <laughs> where did everybody flee? The di- where, where did all the Dixiecrats go and they got upset about LBJ? And this? Where did they go? What party did they run to? Oh, the Republican Party. <laughs> but thanks for the history lesson. Thank you so much. Yeah, they don't... Uh... It's one of those conversations you can't have with them, though. You can't have that conversation because you, you could li- I literally could show them a graph. They made it. I don't know what in- venerable institution it was, but it was just color-coded. Mm-hmm. So red, blue, and it showed. So based on, it was like a time gram. You started in, like, from the beginning. Yeah. Even, well, call it not from the beginning, but, like, eight, 1820s when parties really started. Because, you know, it used to have, like, 48 parties. Yeah. The Whigs, the no-nothing. I mean, think of Gangs of New York. Whigs, no-nothing. Tories. Like yeah. A million different parties. But he starts tracing it when you first get, like, the rise of the of the two-party system. Purity. Q-purity. Q-purity. Q-purity system. Uh, and it's literally just what you said. The South is very blue. North is very red. Agricultural versus, in, you know, in, industrial. And then 
you see kind of purple for a while in the middle, and then it's Civil War. Ooh, that's real red and blue. And yeah. then and then in the fifties and sixties, he he stops it to say Civil Rights Movement right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. like a pendulum swing. Yeah, it was like where it was like white flight. Yeah, in two colors. Like, well, let's get the fuck out of here because now we're gonna have to start sharing a bus, not on board. <laughs> No pun intended, but I am not on board. Not that there's anything funny about what happened, but fu- something funny to come out of what happened was the meme that you shared with me. Somebody shared it with me. Um, maybe it wasn't you. I can't remember right now if this Margaritaville is doing its work. But it was, uh, you know, within X amount of time of this shooting, New Zealand's first mass shooting in over 30 years, they've banned assault rifles Banned. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me. Okay, banned white nationalism or something to that effect. Basically, probably just banned like speaking up, you know, that way out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a government, publicly condemned um, anti-Islamophobia and anti-immigration, all within like a matter of hours, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then somebody below that posted, "Did they even try thoughts <laughs> and prayers?" <laughs> it's like, it's like, what a brilliant moment. <laughs> It's like, hey, something happened. We're going to react and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did you try praying about it? Because <laughs> that's what we did. It hasn't worked yet. But one of these days, I mean, how many mass shootings have we stopped with, you know, preemptive prayer? <laughs> I mean, if George W. Bush was still in the White House with his prayer warriors, oh, I mean, God. I mean, the nothing, presidential prayer team, nothing happened under his watch. Well. I guess something happened under his watch. But other than that, nothing happened under his watch. There was something. There's something. Involved some I know planes. it involved those dirty Muslims. I know that. And planes, <laughs> some buildings. Oh, the two longest wars in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think they're still going. Something about trade. I don't know. We're getting a bad deal on trade, though. I know that now. We're getting terrible deals on trade. Not anymore. We got the great deal maker in the house. And I, for one, I mean, I realize we've like added billions of dollars to the deficit under a Republican-controlled government, but I, for one, still think this is the way to go. <laughs> Did you even try Did you thoughts, even and try pr- thoughts and prayers? <laughs> Before you just banned guns, did you try thoughts and prayers? I don't know if they actually, I don't know that. What they actually did. It's just a meme. And you know how those things it, yeah, are. It it'd pro- be, it, it, I don't think it provided any kind of like... Yeah. It could uh, be Russian propaganda that was meant to bait a leftist. Yeah. It could and be it, entirely fake. You know who gets baited quite a bit is your uh, your uncle-in-law. Who was that? Or is it your brother-in-law? Uh, Tom? Tom Jennings? Yeah. Tom Jennings... He really gets into it he with gets, those people. He, he has been more lately, which he normally doesn't. The person you need to see the, the posts of is his twin brother, <sighs> Uncle Mike. Every day, every day, without fail, he posts a fuck you Trump message on Facebook. <laughs> and sometimes the grammar is way off. Nobody says anything. Like like a classic, like, your apostrophe R-E, yeah, or yeah, why yeah. are you... Just... Like, I told his, I t- I'm really close with his daughter. She actually lived in Atlanta for a while. And the last time I saw her, I said, I'm thinking about, like, like grabbing every Facebook post, going all the way back to the campaign, and, like, making a book of Uncle Mike's Facebook posts that are all just, fuck you, Trump, you you <laughs> Russian agent. But, like, he'll, he'll, sometimes they're short. Sometimes they're, like, several paragraphs. He sounds like the kind of guy that thinks that Trump might actually be getting these messages. 
He just like <laughs> he's just it's like a daily declaration. Like what do they call that? Like a, a daily affirmation for, yeah. for certain people. For him, it's a daily declaration of his uh, hatred hatred for Donald Trump. And he's a he's an army vet, um, Yankee. He lives in like the farthest point north north of New York. The, uh, Are you pulling it up here? Yeah, why not? Since we're talking about him, my uh, in laws that listen, even or my wife, even they'll get a kick. But like, if you if, if you go through his posts, there's nothing there's nothing related to anything else. It is all it is all Trump. Scroll down. It's you know he posted that more Trump. It's here's here's some more. My mouse isn't working. More Trump. Uh, we got oh, a, he's post a Bernie guy. Bernie. Fox News. It's really more Trump. <laughs> It's just obsessive. Oh, uh, hey, uh, there's something about something the, about music. music. All right. And Andrew. Trump. <laughs> more, and, more Trump. Uh, yeah, more. Uh, my this was funny. They had this on SNL. This was at the Cohen hearing. Yeah, and the that's, guy without a jacket. Yeah, they, he saw it. I'm so mad. <laughs> I couldn't even wear a jacket. <laughs> I'd like to concede my time and give it back to Mr. Jordan. Representative Jordan. Damn it, come on. Uh, oh, wow. You know, he just every day, like, he has something to say. and uh, Same like, people always like it, yeah. too. That's what you'll find about social media. It's like, I have a great meme where, uh, well, Burke posts a lot. Not a lot. Just some hockey stuff. But he doesn't get... He's very forward-thinking, and amongst the group of friends that he has, it's never going to be very popular. I like it because he says smart shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Burke just won't post a meme or ramble on a headline like he's gonna do some research on a thing and be like huh interesting like a sarcastic way of saying oh look at this well that someone's lying that kind of thing based on you know information and data and research but I'm always I'm kidding with him because I'm always like the one like so I found this great meme it's just a guy sitting in what looks like a empty fucking room <laughs> hold on folks let's get the margarita <laughs> Number two, second Fortunately, I still have an 1800s. Go, 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 go. Anyways. Here, you need to have one. No, no, no. Yeah, come on. I don't think so. You bought them as a joke. You may as well have one, too. I'm trying not to let my taste buds I'm trying to talk over my tongue and not breathe through my nose. Just hold your nose. Anyways, I found this meme. It's just, like I said, just a guy with a big old fucking shit-eating oh. shit smile. And he, um, he's holding all these balloons and it just says, hey, the one guy who always gives you a like. <laughs> I'm just that guy here with my balloons. Yeah. Oh, God, that smells so bad. I want you to have one. I don't want Since it. Since you thought it was so funny to <laughs> Well, well, the thing was, last time I told you those are expensive, and I didn't have that much cash, so I said, they have those $1 Margaritavilles, and you, you said, I'm probably drinking $1 Margaritaville, so I was like, all right, well, then you'll have to give it a go. I like this now one. Now we know. You should, you should read this one. This one's particular. This one's from February. This is uh, Uncle Mike saying, well, if he gets the Nobel Peace Prize, how about throw in the Nobel Prize for chemistry and literature while you're at it? And a purple heart, which he said he always wanted. How about the Darwin Award for pretending he gives a shit about anything but himself? But if you're into the cult of mindless lies and brutal hate-filled racism and love bullies and ignorant grifters, 
then stay in the bubble and suffer the future. <laughs> Every day. What's the comments on that one? There's a lot on this one. I know. Well, this is my this is my cousin-in-law, uh, Catherine, and she is a card-carrying what is Republican. A, what is a grifter, Dad? <laughs> You're always teaching me new words. That's kind of a dickhead thing to say. <laughs> Like, look it up. If you're honestly on it, she's always she's always lovingly jabbing at him because she voted for Trump, and obviously Uncle Mike did not. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like I look forward to scrolling Facebook on a daily basis because he always has something extremely anti-Trump to say, and not always. It's uh, it's like res- I I don't it's do not it. Always the most eloquent either, which is what's fun about it. Mm. Rachel Vice, yeah. What? You can have her. I can't keep up with you. Is, is it because you can't see her ribs? No, she's you just, just have to see her ribs. Yeah, I need ribs. Need ribs. I need rib bones. Rib bones and I, lo- I love jagged edged jag- jagged I lo- edges. I, I love it because like, I don't like a woman where you can see parts of her body. <laughs> well, I mean, I know every woman has ribs, but I don't want to. I don't want to see it, dude. I don't want to see like you talk about Emily Ratajkowski like she's a fucking Holocaust survivor. I didn't say that. She was sucking in her stomach. All models do it, and I could show you pictures of her with a squishy belly. Well, I saw some. I recently saw a video of her where one of her fat. They're like sitting on a beach wearing thong bikinis, mm-hmm. and there's some fat friend of hers next to her. Yeah, and she posted it on, I don't know, Twitter, Instagram. And just got all these negative comments, and then that went viral because she's like, "You can't shame my friend; she's beautiful." Mm-hmm. And other dudes are like, "No, she's just a fat girl in thong on the beach; just not good to look at." And it's just you know, you know how these things go. Was she like morbidly obese? Like, no, like no, just diabetes just plump, just just a thicker milkshake, as Pete Holmes says. <laughs> oh, Pete Holmes! I I just having the. I don't remember the context, but I was just having that co- a conversation with Kristen about that, about the the rush to be offended, and I was like, you know, there's this whole you know big at any si- or beautiful at any size movement. And I was like, and I'm I'm all for pride in your looks. I said, but at some point, if you're you know verging on diabetic, I don't care how confident you are, you're unhealthy, and we need to talk about it. Like, <laughs> you know, but, well, you're looking at it, you know, through the vein of like, hey, you're cool with yourself, but. You're getting, you're gonna catch <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, like I'm glad you have this much confidence, <laughs> but surely even you don't want to have to keep buying two plane tickets <laughs> with the double extensions. Yeah, I mean, how, how's your confidence staying in check when the flight attendant hands you the seatbelt extender? Are you mm. still confident, or is that kind of embarrassing? Is that always kind of like the way too? Like when I'm get on a plane and and we know there's a seat next to me and Leah. If it's like a three seater, and you just have this, and I, this is gonna make it sound like a total dick. <laughs> but when you see that person get on the plane, yeah, and you're like, oh, please not 24D, please not 24D, <laughs> you know, just, and it's not, I'm not trying to be fattest. I don't know what the word is there. Fat shaming. Fat shaming. Well, I'm just racist towards fat people, fattest. I don't know. Fatwa. No, that's, that's largest. Large, <laughs> a little largest. But every time I'm like, oh, please, 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 keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck you, someone else. <laughs> you, when you're on an airplane, if you if there's a chance because of the way you purchase tickets, you're gonna sit next to someone you don't know, un- unless it's Emily Ratajkowski, mm. 
Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't, I don't want to make any contact with you. Yeah. Like if you, if you like share an armrest with a supermodel and your forearms are together the whole flight, mm. that's good. Yeah. You know, if your knees are touching because you're, you're trying not to man spread, but you do legitimately need to try and keep your balls off your legs a little bit because they're starting to stick because you're on an airplane and there's no good air. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're just kind of touching, like, knee knobs with a hottie, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But any anything outside of that, like, like you know, average-looking businessman, average-looking mom, obese person, and that's the fear is, like, if you're the size of two airplane seats, like, you and I are going to be making close contact the whole time. <laughs> and I don't want anyone else's body heat on me. Yeah, it's bad enough because I, I I give out enough of my own on yeah. an airplane. I mean, I'm like a like a battery. Yeah. Like they in the Matrix, I could fuel entire towns. You know how they had the little babies and they were the batteries in the mm. Matrix movies? Huh. They would I would be like a fucking a plant unto myself when yeah. it came, when it's set when it's. I'm not heat. a I'm not much of a people person when it comes to airplanes. I remember flying back probably from Colorado or Vegas. Kristen and I couldn't sit next to each other because it was a fucking Southwest flight. And like you couldn't like there wasn't like by the time we got on because we were fucking boarding group Z, there's no Mm. seats side by side anymore. Mm. And I remember I just picked the first aisle I saw because I have to sit on an aisle seat. Mm -hmm. I freak out if I'm not on an aisle. And uh, a very, a very dark woman of color got on the plane, very thin, older. Uh, and she's making her way towards Myro, and I hear her talking on the phone. She has a thick African accent. She's mm. definitely foreign. I'm thinking, and I just visually, I'm like, "You're thin. Hopefully, you pick this seat because we're not gonna. I don't have to worry about a, a Samoan getting on after mm-hmm. you." And she picks my seat, and I'm I'm feeling good. And then she lifts her bag to put into the mm. overhead bin, and the the just hot wave of. <laughs> Body odor, <laughs> just that funk, funky armpit smell, just rushed into my face, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like, of course. Can of I just course. can I just go hang on to the wing? <laughs> At least I'll catch a draft out there. It's just like, uh, and, and it was mixed with that sort of powdery deodorant smell that's long since get, given yeah, out. And I was yeah. like, this. This, that deodorant was fighting an uphill battle from the start. It's like I would have taken a, you know, a 600-pound Samoan that I had to rub, you know, arm flabs with the whole way home over this. And yeah. and it was one of those <laughs> things where I just kind of like crossed my left leg over my right, so I was kind of forced to the outside of the aisle mm-hmm. and just kind of breathed the air of the people on this side of the plane. For sure. It's like lovely woman, sound, seem polite, but good god, like yeah. have some you know, have some the Ethiopian guy, he washed his balls <laughs> before he got on the plane or got off, whatever the case may be. Like I still that's a great mystery to me. Where where is it? So he clearly was getting on a connecting flight. Didn't we establish no, that? No, he was in baggage claim. He was he so was he was, he was in LA. He was going somewhere else. Right. My thought was, I think originally, that old Ethiopian ball wash was because he was about to go see a woman he hadn't seen and X amount of time and was being courteous. I like to think. Yeah. You know. I think it's more likely that he had like diarrhea on his flight from Ethiopia <laughs> and he's just trying to get diarrhea splatters off of his ball sack. I'll tell you what I'll miss. <laughs> Having a flying with a with a with a kid that's under I think it's like sixteen months or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the age cutoff is, but you get they get on the plane first. 
Well, you get priority boarding as a family, even at an older age. I've seen kids that are like potty trained, probably 12 years old in elementary school. You get, you know, there's a, they say young children and it's, that's like one of those fast and loose things. So like, I think you're good up until like five or six years old. Really? Yeah. Okay. Families with young children. Why didn't you take advantage of that? You didn't have your kids on the Southwest flight? Oh yeah. No, this flight was pre-kids. Okay. That's why I said well, it was, I was either Colorado say, or I don't know Vegas. if this is a hack. I don't, I don't know if you could take advantage of this, but... Oh, boy. Uh, you know, that Margaritaville tastes bad. The way it makes you feel, <laughs> it's not good either. Anywho. I feel like the blood in my veins is slowly stopping. <laughs> I saw a woman, not very old, I would say early 50s, and she hobbles up there when they do the, uh, if you're elderly, infirmed, have a ch- you know, small children, you know, yeah, get on for She comes down, she's got this cane. That's a high step. But something, oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. But with some, something about the cane, it didn't look right. She looked like a person that doesn't use a cane, mm-hmm. trying to pretend mm-hmm. to use a cane. Because, like, the limp was on the wrong leg. Are you following me? Like, she had it in her right hand, but she was limping on her left. And I was like, that should be in her left hand. Either she's a fucking idiot or a fucking genius. Because she got on that plane first with her cane. The So I'm going to try it. The, the, thing to, uh, the thing to do is to achieve status in life to where you can always fly business and or first class. Well, if that's the case, you want to pri- fly private. Well, no, not, no, that's not what I'm getting at. Your your goal in life should be to always be able to fly business or first class, whatever whatever qualifies for the two seat leather chair, you know, first eight rows on the plane, and be the last motherfucker on that airplane. <laughs> Why won't we the last? Because if you're the first one on, you're you're spending the most time on the airplane. That's true. You're sitting there when it's hot. You're waiting on everybody to get their shit on. You're watching one dumb motherfucker after another stuff their bag in the first overhead bin they see and then walk to the ass of the plane to sit down. And it's like, dude, they fucking, they said when we got on not to do exactly what you just did. And you didn't have your Beats Bag Dre on when they made that announcement. I just saw you put them on your phone. Like, you fucking My favorite is when they tell you this plane is full. Who knows it's going to be plane heavy? But they say, plane (laughs) is full. Uh, You may, uh, we're taking volunteers for checked bags. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be able to get your bag into the upper compartment or whatever it's called. Right. And I remember when we were going to, from Atlanta to Newark for the connecting flight to Paris, this guy was holding up the line for like a solid five minutes, trying to every math mangle, math, geometric angle he could yeah. to get this bag into the one bin that was left. And after a while, like, the flight attendant comes over and she, she says, like, it was great. Stir, stir. And he just pretends <laughs> like she's talking to someone else. When clearly it's... No, 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 say. <laughs> Sir, you're whiter than me. <laughs> Sir. Sir, I have a kind of English. It's cross Oh, jeez. Shout out to you. It's have a kind of English. I'm sorry, you're saying you have no English? That doesn't... 
If you're a German-speaking person, that's not the right. Yo way tengo to say una that. problema. Well, no, sir. But she was yelling. Me and Lee were. We we oh, actually. My... <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. <laughs> but she finally, after like all that time, just it's not gonna work, sir. You're gonna have to check your bag, and you just see this like level of defeat wash oh, over him. Uh, he was trying to hold. He did everything. He was like, I'll hold it in my lap. No, sir. No, sir. Sir. She must have said. I don't said, understand. I have 10 pounds of cocaine <laughs> in this bag. If it gets lost, I'll get beheaded. <laughs> they have my family. They have my family. They I t- already paid to sneak it through security. Get off my plane. I can't give it to you. What's the greatest plane-based movie you've ever seen? Well, I mean... Cliffhanger starts on an airplane. I mean, this one. Let's say that it has to be primarily on a plane. We're not gonna say airplane, are we? No, we have to. Air Force One is a good one. I was gonna say, get off my plane. I mean, Air Force One is a good one, uh, but there's also that one with Wesley Snipes that's pretty good too. Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah. There's also a good Kurt Russell with Steven Seagal, executive or something. Executive decision. Yeah, that one's all on a plane. That one's good. Top Gun is probably the best. <laughs> you can be my wingman anytime. That's all planes. Red Eye with my favorite. Um, what's her name? With the guy from Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. The Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I still, I don't understand how you didn't give it a, a real chance. I don't get it. I watched two seasons. Mm, I guess that's a real chance. Like, what did you not like about it? All of it. I was just not into it. I didn't think it was interesting. I didn't think any of them were cool. Their 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 uh, sort of bravado was irritating, and that's all that that they were was. We're the what? What was their family name? The Shelby's. We're the Shelby's. Nobody fucks with us. I'm like, well, you're you're your kids and a drunk old man, like, and and a mom with attitude. Aunt. Like, whatever. Aunt, Aunt Aunt Polly. I'm just not on board. It was. I liked it a lot. I love the, the soundtrack. I love. How they use modern music to kind of be in a 1920-era Birmingham. I can't think of a tougher city. It just, the whole thing felt cliched to me. Hmm. Well, you're in the minority. It's a very popular show. That's fine. It's like the rise of, like, like 1930s haircuts. Like, if you go to any barbershop now, they're all getting some version of the oldest Shelby's haircut. Where it's like, I don't want to look like a white nationalist, but I want to ride that line. <laughs> Uh, Go to White Nationalist and bring it back just a bit. <laughs> bring it back to all <laughs> for Shelby. <laughs> and it's like, I, to me, to me, that show with its style and music and everything was sort of like, we, we wanted to make a show like this, but let's go ahead and hop on a bandwagon that all the fans of the movie Lawless will really like, and we'll we'll make a you know a British TV show out of it. I never saw that. Lawless is an okay movie, but it was, again, one of those things was like, oh, we're going to sell a lot of haircuts with this one. <laughs> Red Wing boots and chambray shirt sales are going to go through the roof after this movie comes out. <laughs> All the hipsters that are buying camping gear to not camp with off of websites like Huckberry are going to flip their shit over this TV show. She's in, uh, Rachel Weiss was in uh, Enemy at the Gates about the Russian sniper. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she was a Russian sniper, wasn't she? One of the uh, lady ones? Yeah, she, I don't really think she ever sniped anything. She wanted to be. She was an intelligence. Oh. That movie, I love, it's a true thing, and we've talked about it. I love when, like, they're, they're 
they're like running like you get a gun you follow him <laughs> when he dies you pick up his gun you start shooting here you get a gun you follow him when you... he dies you pick up his gun and you start shooting mm-hmm. it's like oh fuck but they, we're not gonna make it it has to me one of the greatest sex scenes ever because they're in this hall mm-hmm. all these drunken snipers and soldiers are all sleeping side to side mm-hmm. and Jude Law just kind of wiggles his way over to Rachel Weiss, you know, so they're just, I can't even imagine the smell, <laughs> you know. It, Can I put it in your butt? <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't think so. Not, not, not this time. <laughs> but I was thinking if I, if I go ahead and put it in your butt, then we have to worry about you getting pregnant during, during the war. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not really. Do we have to talk about this right <laughs> now? Hey, will you two go to sleep? <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> what about a blowjob? You do realize this is Stalingrad. <laughs> if you're going to sex, do it. Just shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> but she, in the movie, it's like she's a virgin. And when you see like the moment of insertion, insertion you, she, she has, has she face. does this face. And, it, you know, it's like this quick scene. And he is probably a virgin too, if I'm being untruthful. Mm. And so it's a real quick scene. But every time I see it, I'm like, wow, that's good acting. But also, as I said, it comes back to like, ew. (laughs) You've been like in a trench for 30 days. There's definitely not been a shower for either of you. So you just got dirty old dick and balls (laughs) with like shrapnel on them. Yeah. yeah, you 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 won't accept a uh, beach because you had diarrhea earlier that day, and will insist on showering before a beach goes down. I just think that's common courtesy. And these two are like, eh, I mean, I've been in the trenches of Stalingrad, World War Two. We run like twenty miles a day. Uh, you know, there's a there's a Krispy Kreme layer of goo on my ball sack, but let me just slide my dick into your hairy vagina. Chances are really good that one of us or both are going to get an infection. But I'm thinking that this could be the one opportunity we get. Chances are really good there's there's probably bacteria in your extra long pubic hair <laughs> that's going to get pushed into your body when my dick goes in. Both of our crabs are going to intermingle. And from a new species of crab. <laughs> Called the Stalin, Stalingrad the crab. Stalin crab. The Stalin crab. Well, let's do this real quick. <laughs> I just imagine too, and like when you get something, I'm going to remind you that I was pushing for the butt. The and way, you said no. <laughs> the way it, <laughs> the way it really would have gone to. He finishes, and then you know, some, some other guy just rolls. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> I see you're open for business. <laughs> I fucks with you. Yeah, but I will not. I will not accept anything except butthole. <laughs> I'm not a fool. <laughs> Did he um, finish inside? <laughs> okay, then we have to do something. <laughs> That's the other thing. What does she do? Oh, never mind. Just it's just one of these scenes where you're like, good acting, but gross. Yeah. No, if anything, it's when you push for like an over the pants hand job. Like, listen, I need help getting this stuff out. I'm trying to do it by myself. You and I, we had a moment the other day. Our eyes, the thing. I feel like you just shouldn't. You're in Battle of Stalingrad. It's like one of the most gnarly horrible battles in modern mankind like you, you should probably keep your head free and clear yeah of it should be focused solely on one thing you know 
Killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. Yeah. And he was very good at it. Vasily well, Sykes. Well, I mean, as discussed, the, you know, Civil War tradition, where when you shot was to find the nearest bush and beat off, <laughs> perhaps in Stalingrad, they were trying to get the load out before they got shot. Yeah. It makes more sound sense. I still yeah. think that's... Any just... good boxing coach would tell you that's not the way you do it. <laughs> you're supposed to store that shit up and get more aggressive so you're more uh, violent with the enemy, but, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> Let's save sex for a moment, just for the sake of sectioning. And we're back on this pod thing of ours, watching The Mummy with Rachel Weisz catching an STD in the Russian trenches. <laughs> Thought we were getting fast. <laughs> I like this movie. I when, when Kristen and I had a roommate in our apartment, our friend Corey, when she was a tattoo apprentice... This was, and may still be, I haven't asked her in a long time, this was like her favorite movie. It's a lot of people's favorite movie. And it's not a bad one. By the, Brendan Fraser standards, this is like Oscar. Well, yeah, this is one of Brendan Fraser's best. You know, maybe second only to Encino Man. Oh, I love Encino Man, dude. I don't, Betty, know, I don't know how we haven't watched Betty it. Nugs. It's probably just not available. Oh, my pancreas. <laughs> Yo, they're riding the vapor in reverse. <laughs> really? Cool. <laughs> Where's the juice? Where's the juice? No, it's a good movie. I just, one and a half minute. I just have, you know. Two minutes. <laughs> is it one or is it two? Two minutes. One and a half minute. Two minutes. It's just factually fucking absurd, <laughs> this film. you know. And that's what I always th- get a kick out of it now. Is like I said, teachers would be like, I'm phoning this in today. I'm Jeb Bush in this. Put the mummy on. <laughs> and it's like, you have the entirety of ancient Egyptian history to work with and you landed on just showing us the mummy. Did you really watch this in school? Oh yeah. I don't think I did. Twice. And if you look at it now, that little Anox in the Moon scene was kind of a boner inducing boner inducing when you're in the 10th grade. I need a hall pass. What for? I need to go to the restroom. What for? (laughs) Well, the Anox in the Moon scene really kind of boned me up. I remember in the 7th grade some kid got caught jerking it in class and it like swept the hallways. They had to like get him take like a, the school police air quote officer mm. had to like escort him and call his. He never lived that down like Stephen Glansberg. <laughs> People don't forget. I think there was a kid or two probably in high school or middle school that that jerked off in class, which I, I just didn't get. It's like, well, man, just get a get a bathroom pass and go crank one out in the stall. You know, if there's shit in the toilet, flush it before you start. <laughs> You know, yeah. What's, I, the, what's the upside to doing it in here? And biggest question: What are you doing with the load when you're done? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, and you know my my back history. If there wasn't a real estate magazine within 200 <laughs> yards, I wasn't getting anything done. So yeah, like even if you're like you're the hottest girl in 12th grade is sitting two rows up from you, and she wore something that borderlines on inappropriate with the school dress code, and you're seeing. Not even side boob, but quarter boob kind of through the armpit. Like, you're still also getting a visual of me sitting right next to her. <laughs> Things could really go sideways. <laughs> like you, Were you dragging off to Brent or to the girl? Yeah, you're focusing on that little bit of boob that's peeking through the, the arm crease there, but then there's fat old sweatpants me sitting next to her. Mm. Like, how, how are you pulling that one off there? Boy? I got a beach at school once. A beach at school mm-hmm. in the bathroom? It was after hours. Oh, doesn't count. Though. Well, well, it was in one of the 
classrooms, which if you look back now, it's amazing that those things were left unlocked. <laughs> but it's like I've always said, these were these the drama girls, man. Mm. It was the Wild West. Yeah. I mean, people can be like, oh, I want to be a football player just so I can, you know, be with the chicks. And that's not the right avenue. No. There's a finite number of cheerleaders. There's like 12. And yeah. there's a hundred of you because every varsity team has like three backups for every position. Yeah, I just, it was uh, we were doing a, a dress performance or ju- dress rehearsal of Bye Bye Birdie, no less. And uh, she just uh, had all the. This is all her braces. No oh, choker. No. <laughs> You're never gonna let that down either. No braces. That's a shame. No, she was thought. a she was a fiery redhead, mm. not too hot. Freckly. Yeah. Yeah. Big old boobies. Mm. But those didn't come into play on this. They did. Oh, how's that? They were just out. Oh. And I was topless beach. Feeling them. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I always said if I had a son, I'd be like, listen, you know, if you want to play sports, play sports. But if you're gonna do something for the sake of meeting women, it's band or drama. Mm, I did both. Everybody I knew in band, like, the only reason they looked forward to the band trip trips was all of, like, the shower fucking that they did in between band-related yeah. stuff. I mean, it really was grimy, especially in drama, though. I mean, yeah. those girls were particularly... And you could, you could use dumbass lines. They weren't even lines. It was just me being stupid. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know I'm writing a book about boobs. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just cataloging. And they'd whip out. I'm gonna need to see yours if you want to part of the book. <laughs> yeah. And they just whip them out. Like, okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'll let you know when I have the first draft ready. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, on my bus there was several band kids, <clears throat> and you know, a few of them looked like you know dwarves bred with ogres. You know, band kids. But then a few of them were like by like an adult standard. Like, as a teenager, your standard for hot is really high. Like, you're basing it off of the bikini model on the postcard at Alvin's Island in Panama City. Like, Mm. that's fucking hot. Mm -hmm. When you become an adult, that's when you start seeing, like... uh, It's layered. When you become an adult, then you start seeing hot on a more real level. Like, you know, it occurred to me once, like, the teachers that when I was in eighth grade that I thought were heinous, now, like, if I look at, like, if I were to see their teacher photo... From that time, like for a teacher, she was pretty hot. Yeah. Like your your standards haven't changed. You just got you've just sort of adapted. And you're like, well, I see what I look like. So I gotta I gotta lower my exotic bikini model standard a bit to yeah. something that's a bit more accessible. So by that standard, there were plenty of hot band girls in band, and several of them were on my bus, and I used to just overhear them talking about like shower blow jobs and trying butt stuff out and all kind of just like wow I should have stayed with the trombone this is uh, but same token you're in band <laughs> like I said if if, if, if if that's your your pass for butt stuff and shower beach then yeah what do you care that's true but I knew a guy who dated a, see I knew a guy who was dating band girls but wasn't in band it's like that's that's better that's that's a power move right there yeah like you knew where to go for the action, but you, you didn't participate. Yeah, you're like you're like the '50s kid in the leather jacket and the Converse outside. Like he's rolled up cigarettes. Yeah, he's, he's bad news. Yeah, he's bad news, Becky. You should give a beach to a guy in band. I want to give a beach to the guy in the leather jacket, though. That's so true. We had a not band related, but um, I had a friend that was always pulling chicks. I mean, 
He was a good-looking guy. Yeah. A shithole for a human being. But, I mean, he was my friend. You don't, you don't have to be an upstanding citizen to be my friend. So like Sean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. That sandwich is doing a number. potato Sean. Yeah. Hot tab in the car, Sean. Hot tab from a car. Hot tab from a car. Cake, no icing. No icing. Couple sprinkles. Uh, but he just pulled women left and right, and we were going out to his house because his house they lived out in the middle of nowhere, so we could make giant bonfires. And his dad would take our keys and go buy us beer. You know, no keys were allowed after you got there. Mm. But uh, I don't think that makes you a responsible adult, either way. But you know, it's better than the alternative. But anywho, it we makes w- you a more responsible adult. Yeah. So we would lose the spectrum, like it, autism. Yeah, and they, he would always like get Coors Light, which we thought was the best. And, it was uh, the best back then. Yeah, but uh, one Dude, of our other friends brought a girl out. Steel Reserve. Yeah, brought a girl out to one of these get-togethers of ours, and they were talking. They were dating, I guess you would say, more like talking and hanging out. The than asshole dating. and the girl. No, the other friend is bringing this girl to the asshole and us oh. party. I see where this is going. And uh, she gets out there, and of course she's smitten Mm. with the asshole. And they flirt and whatever. And then she pulls the whole, hey, Austin, will you make sure to invite me here next week? Because I'm having so much fun. I was like, well, you came here with that guy. Why don't you just come back with that guy? Came with Dave. (laughs) Dave comes every weekend. (laughs) Well, Dave's going out of town next week, (laughs) so I'm going to come without Dave. And then I'm going to come without Without Dave. Dave. Well, the best part, so on the car ride home, he was, like, telling us that she was asking all these questions about this asshole. Yeah. And he did the wrong thing. He did the exact wrong thing. Oh, yeah, no, huge dick. Yeah, dude, he, he cheats on women. He's a man whore. Uh, he's got a leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he still wears Ed, Ed Hardy stuff. Like, you just don't want to do this, you know? And all that did, I just, she was just getting wetter and wetter. It wasn't... His dick is huge, but the head of his dick <laughs> is so big that, like... A girlfriend of mine once told me, like, it's like it, it just was just assaulting her G spot. <laughs> she was like coming, like, with every thrust. It sounded miserable, babe. You don't, don't want to get to know yeah. this guy. And with so this huge dick, a he, cool jacket. He was, the, this other friend was now pissed off because he brings the one girl that he was liking at the time out to the house. And then, of course, she starts liking the dick. Yeah. Not literally yet. <laughs> but she, so I was like, sure, yeah, I'll invite you out next weekend. She was over at that man's house the next morning. She drove all the way <laughs> from her house, like forty-five minutes back out there to this country house, and that was that. Hey, I heard you have a baby arm for a dick with a huge head on it. <laughs> oh, he was fucking. This is the kind of dude the guy was, because he he told me this shit like he wasn't even like he was like making up tales or trying to show off. He's like, yeah, she came by this morning. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I had her stop and get me some Chick-fil-A, and we just fucked all day. I was like, you piece of shit. You, like, you made her, she, you turned her into an Uber Eats driver. I had her stop and get condoms, and then when she got here, I told her I don't wear condoms. <laughs> I will say this about her, though. She had, she was a tiny person. Mm. Probably weighed 90 pounds. 25 of it was tits. It was the most weird thing, but they were so pretty. For being so big, yeah. you would think that they would, when they came out of their, yeah. uh, you know, support systems, they would just <laughs> skydive. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've always said like I'm not a fan of huge boobs. I've never been a huge boob guy, but when it's a novelty boob, mm-hmm. like wh- like you know, it's a 
porn star with novelty fake tits, yeah. or in this case, a really petite, you know, five four, hundred pounds soaking wet with just tits that don't quit. If it's a novelty, <laughs> it's like ah, there's some appeal there. Tits it's that fun. Don't quit. But like you know, you're like your classic. Like when all my friends are like, oh, Pam Anderson. I'm like, gross. Yeah, those are fake. I, fake boobs do nothing for We're me. Just big and and like and. You know, to sound like a, a you know a, a real life girl talking about dick size, like at some point, too big's too big. Because it's like when you see a huge pair of tits in a shirt, you're like, it's like a nine out of ten chance there's some serious dinner plate nipples mm. under there. <laughs> yeah, some big old areolas. I'm not, I'm not on board with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna suck on them, <laughs> but I'm not gonna like it. Well, I'm gonna like it, but I'm gonna. I'm mean, gonna hesitate. I told you about the girl that had the, the really big knockers, and she came over and we were she was making out with me, mm. and it was the worst kiss. Have I, have I mentioned this to you? I think so. And she it was she was like it oh, was yeah, so much like saliva, and then face. she licked yeah, my forehead, yeah. and then she pulled. I know what you want, and I was like, yes, finally, I don't have, like use this wetness somewhere else. Yeah, you want a titty? Fuck me. <laughs> it's like this is the first time we've ever hung out. <laughs> That's I, not what I, I mean, want at all, I, but I, I'm gonna I, say yeah. <laughs> I think I'll do it, yeah. It's like, I know what you want. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you want me to put my finger in your butt and jerk you off with my dry hand? <laughs> well, no, I don't want that, but, I mean, we can do it. Uh, yeah, there is nothing worse. I know I've told that story. It's like, what are you, what am, what's the game plan here? This is already, we're already raw dogging a shandy here. Like, you, uh, oh, you want me to just, onto myself? Mm. Oh. So we're yeah. going to raw dog a butt finger, too, <laughs> You're not even gonna lick your finger first, okay? This I, is, I, I did have an instance where a girl tried to not well. I mean, call call it what it is. She tried to kind of Pearl Harbor the butt with a finger, a little sneak attack. Yeah. While she was, um, you know, Monica Lewinsky, which I want to stop. I saw a great piece about Monica mm-hmm. uh, on the, the John, John Oliver apology. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Did you see that? I didn't see it, but I'm aware. Well, of she it. does the interview, and she just makes total sense. She got all the shit. No one ever. It's not like Bill Clinton doesn't still live with it. Yeah. So I, and I I started feeling not bad because I what the fuck do I care about? She's doing fine. Right. But I just felt bad because all these years I'm like, you know, let me get a Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, she is, her whole well, life is boiled down into a couple blowjobs. I, I read about this and it was literally on the heels of seeing some Facebook post about, you know, abortion and, and somebody and it's like, well, you know, she should have closed her legs. It's her decision to let the dick in. And I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> And if, if it's consensual sex, the, the dick and the vagina are equally involved. Like, mm. it, it's not her decision, like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna let the dick in. Like, the dick's trying to get in whether it's letting it get in or not. Right. And we've said it before on the show, like, if in the, in the case of unwanted pregnancy, it's always the women we're talking about. And it's like, the dick did most of the work. <laughs> the dick did the fucking. Yeah. The dick did the coming. <laughs> More likely than not, the only coming. <laughs> And somebody, it was, oh, I know what it was. It was on the heels of one of my girlfriends saying, like, or, or it wasn't one of my girlfriends. It was a celebrity. I can't remember who it was. But she said, can you imagine if procreation depended on female orgasm? Because mm. procreation does depend on male orgasm. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were like, imagine if that was reversed. There'd be no fucking people left. <laughs> yeah. basically. And then this whole, like, you know, uh, sex conversation in the comments started, which dovetailed into... Uh, rape culture, which dovetailed into abortion. You know, you could just see it all happening. And the, you know, the conservative sentiment was, whore, close your legs. It's like, yeah, no, dicks, <laughs> dicks are involved too. Much like to your point, 
all we ever talk about is Monica Lewinsky, but Bill Clinton's the one who got his dick sucked. Yeah. His dick was just as involved as her mouth was. Yeah. I just it was just an interesting piece mm-hmm. because it was like you had it was like a saying sorry to Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. <laughs> for twenty five years or whatever it's been of slut shaming. Right. And I mean, you look at it and you're looking at like a twenty one year old woman. Mm-hmm. Can't have your whole life. She was like the advent of the troll, right? Before the Facebooks, before whatever. I mean, years later, she's trying to get a job, mm. and you know she goes somewhere, uh, a reputable job. And they're like, "Wait, this kind of makes me." <laughs> I'm like, Buffalo Bill. Wait, wait. Are you Monica Lewinsky? Wait, wait. She, are you a great big fat? Are person? you a great big fat person? <laughs> Are you stuck on my dick while I wear another woman's skin? <laughs> I'm going to tuck this back. I'm going to tuck this back. I'm going to need you to lick my mom's pubis. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> that, that guy is the is the villain, by the way. Ted Levine. The, yeah, he's the villain in the newest Jurassic, <clears throat> Jurassic Park film, which isn't great. But the buildup had always been. I'd heard it was how, how bad it was. I didn't think it was that bad. It's just choppy. It has no real, mm. really compelling storyline. Mm. on just weird questions left unanswered. The most, the most interesting part of the film, that they'd say it once and they never come back to it. It's like, that's not even a setup for another sequel. Right. This is just like something you wrote in. That's what it felt like. Like you wrote this really interesting subtext. In on the last day, right? And we're like, that's just good enough. They don't need to answer that question. We'll just leave it out there. Like what? No. Fuck Michael Crichton. He didn't know what he was doing. We're, we've got the good movie here. Yeah. Right. I mean, are you, you're not gonna see it. Like, Fallen Kingdom. At some Kingdom. point, I might. Even, no. it's, in terms of spoilers, it, it, I don't care. It's, it's not gonna ruin it for you. But there's uh, what's the guy? He's been in everything. Chris he Pratt. Was, no. Vincent D'Onofrio. Sh- stop it for a damn second. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He's in it. For like two two minutes, it should definitely have more Goldblum. Um, he was the the farmer and Babe. He's been in everything. James uh, Cromwell yeah, is yeah. that his name? Yeah, oh, super he, liberal dude. Yeah, like chains yeah. himself to trees and gets arrested type shit. Well, he's in this and he plays like one of John Hammond's old partners. Telly Confidential. Yeah, yeah. And he, so he's like bedridden. He's in a wheelchair. Lives in this mega mansion, which what ends up becoming like the setting of the most dramatic parts of the film. But he's got this granddaughter, and he always has this book with him that this picture's hanging out, and the girl's always trying to, like, when he's asleep, get this picture, but she'll only ever get, like, a corner out before the Cromwell wakes up. He's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, oh, nothing. And he'll... Oh, he'll, minority rights. <laughs> he'll slide, <laughs> slide the picture back in. So you're, you know, like, something about that picture is important. You just don't know what. So at the end, during this, like, momentous scene, they're like, the bad guy... Not from silence, but another one of the bad guys was saying, like, y'all are the father father and mother of this entire operation, talking to Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. And he's like, you don't even understand the half of it. That's not his granddaughter. That's his bi- Basically what he's saying, without saying it, is that the little girl is also bioengineered. So it's a step forward, like... The, his granddaughter died in the same car crash that the mom died in, but he happened to be able to c- recreate mm. his granddaughter. So and they never touch it again. Like another twenty minutes of film, and it's like you would think that Chris Pratt would be like, wait, wait, 
where you, I, I know there's where like where fucking a bunch of fucking dinosaurs. Was she a, a tiny little not fat person? <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, what? What? Wait a minute. So I know right now we're on the verge of getting eaten by several dinosaurs, but we can stop this moment to, to provide some clarity to what you're saying there. You're, you're saying that not only does the technology that we're working with now for the dinosaurs making dinosaurs mm-hmm. and splicing dinosaurs and creating entirely new dinosaurs, you're telling me y'all engineered that? This human being? Mm-hmm. It's like a huge step forward in the storyline. Yeah. Why would you? And, this, and just to leave it there. Yeah. Nothing even, they don't even, you just move on. No worries here. Well, it's a good thing I'm not in that movie because I'd have been like, all right, so <laughs> could we, I don't know, engineer like Kira Knightley circa 2004 <laughs> and make her really horny and into chubby dudes? <laughs> Just spitballing. <laughs> just, you know. You just sold one dinosaur for $30 million. I'm saying I would probably pay 10 to $15 million. I would put my house up for a second mortgage. <laughs> we get her into, like, she's like, maybe we engineer her so she's into buy, so she likes my wife, too, and then there's, like, a whole uh, threesome thing. Where's Dr. Wu? Is he, are we getting this? <laughs> oh, he, he killed himself because he saw the, the monsters from that movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I gotta say, not to side, side realist, I am. I really don't like eighteen hundred tequila at all. Uh-huh. But on the back of two margarita bills, <laughs> this is some of the best tequila <laughs> I've ever had. Hey, look! It's real. Yeah, it's not flavored. It's not flavored tequila. Taste flavored beverage. Sure. But yeah, like if like if if I'm Chris Pratt and you sh- you introduce that concept, like so you could just engineer a person. And give them a unique person. I'm like, all right, well, let's uh, let's talk when the dinosaur thing's done. <laughs> you know, I'll never actually get to hook up with some of my favorite female celebrities, but if we can just make them and engineer them to be interested, it in just them, seems like I say we go for it. You would bring back, I don't know, dead ones rather than. I mean, I can see your Kira Knightley thing, but she's too skinny too. So, no, <laughs> no gracias. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I would be like, I know it's gonna be difficult. But we got to be able to get some of Marilyn's DNA from somewhere, right? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, is, is there like a Kennedy like car towel <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> Up for auction today at Sotheby's. We have John F. Kennedy's uh, golf clubs. They've got some signed photos from 1962. And we have the cum rack that was used by him and Marilyn. There's a little bit of Bobby on this as well, so the price has gone up a bit. <laughs> Here's the blouse that the victim from Chappaquiddick was wearing. We don't know a name. (laughs) Up next, we have Ted Kennedy's favorite liquor bottle. (laughs) This was the decanter that he drank from the night he killed that woman. (laughs) Kennedy's skin flakes. (laughs) Ted Kennedy's... Oh, man. Still with bits of the Chappaquiddick nestled inside. (laughs) This is the finest bottle of Chappaquiddick water. Oh, skin flake. Here's a skin tag from the older Kennedy. I can just see that, though. Here's the cum rack. Ooh, is there, are there Maryland juices on that? Because we could use that to engineer my Maryland. So what traits do you want to give her? Well, she needs to really be into me. Yeah. She needs to be into my, my wife, too, because we're going to kind of create, like, a three-way thing. But then she also needs to be really into... Like housekeeping, like that, she's gonna I, and she's gonna do laundry, <laughs> clean, cook, and then at bedtime she's like it's just gonna be like a devil's triangle of aura. 
Why does your Marilyn? Can we introduce? Why is she like a '60s housewife, '50s housewife? I just think like if if you if like if you set your wife down and said we can engineer a super hot dead celebrity to be our whatever we want her to be, it's like all right, well, sex stuff obviously. But if she's gonna, as long as she's around, let's ever do all the stuff we don't want to do: laundry, cooking, cleaning, etc. Okay. It's date night. Nobody's around to watch Baby V. Who do you trust more than your engineered Marilyn? (laughs) Who's, you know, had her face and mouth, like, all in your business <laughs> now for a couple of years. Like, surely we can trust her. Without us, she wouldn't exist. Right. Legion's on board. He thinks she's cool. You sure. Know, smells is rubbed off. You've got plenty of rooms. This is true. You know, if you're going to engineer a, a sort of a willing sex slave, you may as well get him to do some uh, some tidying in between the sexing. I can't argue the logic. I just wonder. I, just, I was just hoping there wasn't some kind of patriarchal... Or not pay. No, you no, because you get your wife on board. Like, listen, this is somebody you can like go to lunch with. Like, you can yeah. be gal pals with, but you can also do like Leslie sixty nines. Leah's and really, I'm on board with it. Leah's totally gonna love this idea. <laughs> I engineered it. You guys, can it's not like, cheating. It's not. We cheating. created her. Yeah, we made her together. Like something we did. That's together. one thing I would. Uh, like when you buy a sex toy together to use together, yeah. this just happens to be an engineered Marilyn yeah, Monroe. It would be like, uh, okay, Doctor Wu, listen. We've already discussed the basic qualities I'm looking for. There's a few I want to actually get rid of. Uh, she was around in the 50s and 60s, but if we could kind of unpube it, <laughs> just just derobe the pube. Yeah, let's genetically engineer no body hair. Yeah. That... In fact, if we have to just genetically engineer no hair at all, we'll do wigs. <laughs> no, <laughs> got to have the Maryland <laughs> the hair. Although those were probably wigs too, right? Probably wigs. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, you guys can go, you guys can go, like, bathing suit shopping together, you can, you know, she can help you, and then, like, oops, my top fell off, and then you can fuck in the changing room, like, and it's all cool, because we made it together. <laughs> it's like when a husband and wife buys a vibrator together, or a strap-on dildo, I've said too much, and then, like, <laughs> it's like, this is a thing we have together that we're introducing, and only now it's a genetically engineered uh, 1950s uh, sex icon. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned more than <laughs> probably wanted to know. I can't say I'm surprised, but that's you know, what the, it is. You get the you get the uh, the silicone cock ring. The one goes around the dick. The other one goes around the balls. And the other one, the bigger one, goes around the dick and the balls. Mm. We try. I tried that in the past with a with a ring. A cock ring. Yeah. It, the problem. It's uh. Problem I, I'm I'm comfortable enough to say the problem was it was. Larger than I anticipated. The ring? Yeah. Mm. And it had, like, a motor in it. So okay. I was, already, I was already a little apprehensive. Was it really stretchy? No. Because I was going to say, I'm familiar, I'm, I'm familiar with... I just, I, I just don't think ring. I have enough dong. Your standard cock ring <laughs> comes in a three-pack. <laughs> Biggest to smallest. Now, I have seen photos. Never been able to pull this off myself, nor do I want to try. The idea with the three-pack of cock rings... This is great pod content. <laughs> the idea with the three-cock ring pack. The smallest of the cock rings, believe it or not, is meant to go around the scrotum. So you feed one ball through at a time. Oh. So it gets to the skinniest part of the top of your ball sack. Okay. The medium cock ring is intended for your dick. Uh-huh. The biggest one is meant to go around the whole package. Like, you feed your dick and balls through it, so it's actually grabbing everything sort of at the root. So by the time you're done, everything is independently suspended in the suspension. You look like a piece of circus acrobat or something. Yeah, I don't know the point of it. I know the point of the standard 
old old man cock ring. It 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 traps blood in your dick and it makes your dick a little bit bigger and harder for longer, mm. which is really the problem because once you're done, even though you're done, your physical dick is still like let's keep going and mm. you can't get the thing off. That's the real problem. Mm. What you're referring to, I have also seen, but I've seen it in a really stretchy format where you actually stretch the whole thing on and it's got a little vibrating thing on top that's meant for like the lady clitoral stimulation mm -hmm. and the ones i've seen that are like that though they're like gax splat stretchy like they're yeah, like, this was not that mm. but i've seen cock rings in the sex shop that are like stainless steel what it's like what are you doing like what do you what, what's your backup when you can't get it off because <laughs> i've even I mean, seen like any bowl cutters because i've seen a stainless steel three pack and i'm like who's doing the triple squeeze with some shit they can't stretch when they can't get it off. That's fucking stupid. I can't imagine the panic of like, oh no, this ball's not coming back through. I have to be somewhere. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get my boner to go away. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do the accoutrement very much, so I, it's not something I think a great deal about. Nah, it's too much work. It's a lot of work, and it's just as a as you know a parent now. It's one more thing <clears> for them to find. That well, and, and <laughs> having been on the finding end of these boxes, I know that that can be pretty traumatic. Oh, 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 yeah, um, it's not that. It's just that it's like today's game is very pragmatic. It ha it's like we have the time. Get it, you know, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Now be quiet. The, she's still napping. Mm -hmm. It's like all of these things. We only have like one area of the house that we work in now because we have people living with us. Yeah. So it's no more sixty nines in the kitchen. I never enjoyed that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. It, it has your element. Everyone's getting a piece. But having that nose... I know. You have a butt issue. It's not... It's, I'm sorry, dude. It's not my issue. <laughs> I just don't think that it's an asshole. Yeah. I don't want... The, There's a lot of nerve the, endings the there. Sniffer. It's a very popular uh, part of, of sex. For some. <laughs> but uh, the thing that I have always... <laughs> This is interesting. <laughs> the thing that I always liked thinking about when I think about 69s is less about it being shared pleasure and more about it being, like, a contest. A contest for what? <laughs> like, we're both going to start stimulating each other, and now the race is on. <laughs> like, can I get you off before? Like, it being like it being a contest has always I, been I, a I just funny don't, to me. I don't, I don't want to get off like that. Uh, that should, that's pre-stuff. That's, that's uh, foreplay. That's... I don't. I, it gets back to the, I don't want to come when I got a big butthole in my face. I got just. <laughs> I want to see something prettier. Okay. Not a rusty balloon knot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I should. I oh, should name that Rusty. That's his new nickname. Here comes old Rusty Balloon Knot. Sorry, Rusty. <laughs> been a super fan of the show. <laughs> the very beginning. Day and one. You finally got a nickname. And it's, it's not, not a, a good, good one. one. <laughs> <laughs> it just works too well. Old rusty balloon knot. Old RBK. <laughs> What's fucked up about that is I was about to say RBN, like a fucking nitwit. 
forgot there's a K in that. I should have let you. Yeah, you definitely should because I old be, RBN. Old RBN. What, are you retarded. No. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Shitty Sean, Rusty Balloon Knot, Superfan Burke, oh, MP. I hope Sean listened to episode fifty-four. You said he was going to. I mean, he probably forgot, but um, we can get him back on the, board. The regular listeners, the super fans, they they got a whole new uh, treat. They got a whole new perspective on somebody who we've joked about being a non-listener for a long time now, with all his bullshit. Yeah. All his plain cake, no cheese, loving bullshit. He says he's a big news there. He says he's over Burger King. Is it the homeless guy in the bathroom? He never saw that. That was all my eyes only. Oh. That was bad, dude. I'm talking about, I've seen some saggy balls in my life. Mm-hmm. These, you know those sinks are like the deep sinks? Right. The balls, like he was resting everything on the edge of the sink. And... But the balls were all the way down to the actual drain. <laughs> you know those drains? It's like know, it's I'm like just, twelve little holes I'm for the drain. Like, the one. I'm just like picturing like tennis balls and like a net, <laughs> like a long net, and it's wet, so they've gathered and clung together at the bottom. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it was really a show, and I just walked out, and I was like, "He's like, you're not ordering." I was like, "No." No. In no, fact, I'm afraid I'm, ball flavors not be in my food. So I'm gonna, oh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit in the van. <laughs> Has he said why he's leaving the the kids club? The the BK. Sean. Uh, <laughs> he's turned in his car. Is the oldest living Burger King kids <laughs> club member. Every time he goes to the meetings, they have to preface with, "Are you sure you're not a diddler?" Listen, I'm a giant ten year old. Yeah. All right. He just I think he just overdid it. I mean, the guy was eating it two three times a week. I had Burger King on Thursday last week, the day mm. after we recorded the pod. I was driving past one. It was lunchtime. I knew I wasn't going to have time to do my Whole Foods salad run, and the smoke was on. Yep, that's and I the thought, key. You know, I shit on a, a giant 10-year-old that I've only met once in person in, in life yesterday for liking Burger King. And if I'm being honest, the, the Bacon King Jr. is an outstanding cheeseburger. I haven't tried that. So I'm going to go get one. And it was great. The fries were cold, and clearly Look, some senior citizen had ordered some with no salt ahead of me, so they were flavorless on top of that. There's two things about BK. One, the smoke, Taylor's right, the smoke has to be on. Mm-hmm. Two, it just uh, depends on the level of service. Now, you're already talking about a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. So the, the expectation when you walk in the door, you're looking at what? They're, they're giving, at best, 35%. Right, but that, yeah. but within that thirty five percent, they might actually like I, you know, you can yeah, watch you're, them. You're more put off when you go to the Taco Bell and the girl taking orders is really lively. Yeah, it's like what, what's hap- what yeah, happened? What happened to are you? you? Are they hiring special needs? Why are you so cheery? Do you do do you do nights at Publix? Like they have like like there's a there's a girl that that uh, is famous in Roswell. I think she even was on Ellen or something like that because she she works the drive through at Chick fil A and she sings. Oh, when she takes your order, and she's kind of like a local Roswell celebrity, and like, and I get that, like, she's found a niche and she's found fame because of it. But like, when you go to Burger King and they've exceeded that thirty-five percent, they're like ringing in at a solid eighty-two, right? And like, hey, welcome to Burger King today. What can I get for you? It's like, <laughs> was oh. Randy Newman working at the Burger King? Welcome to, to Burger, Burger King. King. Don't I love Burger King? <laughs> Did you listen to that shit? Yes, I did. Some of those lines are not lyric. There's a treat 
And they also don't They're rhyme. the dog. Some of them didn't rhyme. No. It's like, this is meant to rhyme, and you just made like... I just envisioned the people that filmed it were like, is this, is this serious work? Does he have a brain injury? <laughs> Shouldn't we know if he has a brain injury? I love Ellie. But you think you... I like the beginning when it's black and white and he's in scary <laughs> New York with pimps and hookers and and like and fucking like break dancers in the background. Like, I'm in New York, I got my trench coat on. I'm walking the scary streets, but I love LA. <laughs> no, but to get back, so I only ever expect at best 35. If I, if someone blows me away, great. That doesn't necessarily mean the food's good, they're just taking the order. But I was sure. we went to the one on Northside Drive, it would look newer. Clean smoke had all the variables falling into place. Mm. Very long line, which is typically good because that means they're having to roll through product. You're not yeah, going to get something get, that's yeah, not fresh, food. right? So I, I get just a basic Whopper, nothing, nothing fancy, just a basic Whopper. That's something to really put out there to the listening public. Long line at fast food places is actually a good thing. Even though it means you're going to wait, it means you're going to get hot food. Right. It means you're not going to get a burger or a chicken sandwich that's been sitting under a lamp for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I got the standard Whopper, and I and I was standing there waiting for it, and I was literally just watching the line because I was bored. <clears throat> and I'm watching the line of guys and ladies putting these things together, and they, it was like, wow. I mean, I'm not, it's not like the old days with Subway's sandwich artists. I'm mm-hmm. not calling them that. But they <laughs> seemed to give a shit. Burger like, King baristas, join our team. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but it's the little things. I know this is not good pop material, but this is the little things where like... Should have elbowed Sean. Hey, they're hiring. <laughs> you could go from the kids' go club... Go from the kids' club to the Talk kitchen. about the bump up. Before oh. you know it, you own your own franchise, you make it 32K a year, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I'm watching the line, because my problem with Burger King has long been that when you get the Whopper, it's just like you can... When you when you open it up and you look at it, you're like, yeah, I can see what happened here. They just yeah. throwing yeah. things onto meat. Yeah. No placement, not like no di- no fucks given. Just tomato, lettuce. I hate my life. My wife's a whore. <laughs> Fuck Burger King. And then they they take the I said no mayonnaise <laughs> and they just extra mayo. <laughs> he said extra mayo. <laughs> That's what I heard. So, but when in this experience, I was like, "Wow, this looks like a burger I would make." Like the tomatoes were spaced, yeah, and 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 like every bite, I was going to have tomato. Mm. The lettuce was laid out nice. It wasn't just haphazard. Only the, even the the burger, the cheese on the burger. Sorry, Sean, I'm an American. <laughs> even the cheese on the burger was like perfectly squared on the patty. Yeah, you know. Like, I, that's the that's the most offensive thing when you open a cheeseburger wrapper, and all the cheese and half of the cheese <laughs> from like point to point, like a tr- like this the the half of a triangle's worth of cheese from point to point is just mashed into the wrapper, <laughs> which means you know they did it on purpose almost. Yeah, like they like just put the cheese down they, on the griddle. They, like, they like <laughs> took the cheese, they made a diamond shape out of it, and they put the point of one in the center, and they just left the rest on the side. And, and the half that has made it to the burger is melted to the degree that you can't, like, lift and transfer. <laughs> so you can try and fold it, and then you're going to have, like, a double cheese and no cheeseburger, and it's fucking, like, it's sitting hard. Yeah. It's ain't hard. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, we're the assholes for being grown adults that still eat at these places. <laughs> like, fucking animals. But you but... know what? At least we put cheese on our fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> 
It happens to him so many times. This is not even a shit on him. But they some it's like every time he gets one of the burgers yeah. has cheese on it. And the last time was really interesting because he, he goes back and they're like, what's wrong? And they were real, this was not. This was a Wendy's that we shan't be going to ever again. Is this the Wendy's from the story last week? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And he goes, you got to say no cheese. You got to say no cheese. He's like, I'll, I said just beef and... Anyways, yeah. Yeah, but you ordered a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <he's... laughs> I love how that just blows your mind. Uh, it makes Are you retarded? F- it makes my face hurt. <laughs> oh, especially when you've seen me as much cheese like as I have. Like you said to me, so yesterday, me and, my, me and my, my buddy Sean went to Burger King, and I got him the usual, uh, you know, Whopper with nothing but ketchup on it, <laughs> and I had a you know a Bacon King Junior. It's almost like you have to cut it up for him too. Yeah, it's like <laughs> my first question if I had no frame of reference, but oh, how old is he? <laughs> like me and my butt, like what is he five? Like five year olds like burgers with ketchup only, you know. And I said like one of the best biggest laughs I got of you as it relates to Sean many episodes ago was that he looks he's, he's just a giant ten year old. Yeah, for sure. And then when you hear about his palate. <laughs> Like, yeah, he is a giant 10-year-old. He's a sweet guy. He's like, yeah, I, I want to get into a pizza conversation with him just so I can find out that Pizza Hut's his favorite. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not pizza. Well, I don't know about takeout pizza is his favorite, but at, when I was living with him down in Florida, he would come home from his job later than most, like 9 or 10 sometimes, and he would throw a tombstone in the oven. It seemed like five nights a week, and he'd eat every bit of it. I like Tombstone too. Yeah, but even back-to-back nights of eating an entire an entire Tombstone pizza is is a little irreprehensible I'm to gonna me. I'm going to go out on a limb. You may not, may or may not be able to confirm this, but I have a feeling at some point in his life uh, Sean was a diehard fan of Code Red Mountain Dew. Pro- I severely agree with you. I almost want to call him just to ask him Let's call him. <laughs> Are you now, or have you ever been, a fan of Code Red Mountain Dew? <laughs> I tried to call him earlier. He didn't pick up. Let's see if I we just can... want to know. <laughs> I'll let you ask him. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, assuming he answers the phone. He might be crying after listening to episode 54. Mm-hmm. He didn't pick up earlier, either. Could always call Superfan Burke in the booth. <laughs> Look, he's he's, he's a happy hey, about his name anywhere. Oh, well, what a turd! What a turd! Should we call anybody else? Now I always feel like I always feel like blue. We get blue balls when we make a phone call and it doesn't go through. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like to call banks anymore just because I know, like on next uh, Wednesday, I'll get a text message that I'll have to ask for the con. The, Context. Are <laughs> oh, you sure we're right about that? <laughs> what? You know? No. <laughs> no, I don't. It's he usually provides more details. I'm using that for comedic effect, but I know he's a he's a super super fan. Well, you know, uh, super fan Alan knows Sean, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, we work together. Yeah. So we could call super fan Alan. We'd have to have something to talk to him about. He likes being on the show. Uh, he gets all nervy. I know. That's part of what's fun about calling him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's funny about Alan is that he acts like we actually are a real, like, cr- like have 100,000 listeners. <laughs> like when he talks about us, he talks about us like we're a big deal. Like, <laughs> no, you don't understand this podcast. I, like, 
I know those guys. <laughs> yeah, so do the other 82 people that listen. <laughs> I mean, if we had a question for Alan, we could do the Code Red question. That seems like... The Code Red Mountain Dew question really only applies to Sean. Because mm-hmm. I have a strong feeling that mm-hmm. that, that giant 10-year-old Tropicana 11... No cheese eaten. He's turning into Ric Flair. <laughs> Drop a guy eleven. No, no cheese eaten. Can eats. Che- well, he eats a lot of cheese. <laughs> Plain cake eleven. Uh, he's just. <laughs> That's crazy. Cool Red Mountain Dew drinking. <laughs> the reverse shitty Ric Flair. <laughs> the worst Ric Flair ever. <laughs> We need to work on that skit. <laughs> the slow driving, barely affording. <laughs> child, 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 what did he say? Oh fuck! Uh, child support missing payments. <laughs> Woo! Child, uh, child support payment missing. Has <laughs> crabs even? <laughs> Crabbing. <laughs> Chlamydia given. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> oh man, the worst Ric Flair ever. <laughs> what, what's the what's the send off? Like, what's the last two in the son of a gun? What, what does he say before son of a gun? Or no, there's a bunch. Oh, okay, so son of a gun is the send off. Well, right, so for the, the worst classic Flair, woo. <laughs> the worst Ric Flair is gonorrhea given. Son of a bitch. Woo. <laughs> 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 He doesn't say. He doesn't say woo. He goes. "Ah." (laughs) No cheese lacking, plain burger eating, gonorrhea giving, son of a bitch, low flying son of a bitch, (laughs) coach flying, (laughs) son of a bitch, economy class flying, (laughs) Timex wearing, spirit flying. That's what it is. Timex wearing, polyester blend shirt, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Mullet haircut wearing <laughs> Joe Dirt face. <laughs> Joe Dirt uh, facial hair wearing. <laughs> oversized t-shirt, dolphin short wearing. Son of a bitch. The best is. <laughs> 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 And I just envision, low you know, flying. you know, <laughs> low flying. Low flying. <laughs> I think the the image, the image, huh, the image is good too because, you know, Flair had those like, those robes were like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, those are custom made. I think shitty Ric Flair is just a rope. <laughs> like, like, robe. Like, there's a cigarette burns. <laughs> it's monogram, but it's not his his initials, so you know you don't you don't even know where he caught it. Paul Mall smoking. <laughs> Light beer drinking. <laughs> Economy class low flying son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And his hair is dyed jet black <laughs> instead of bleach blonde. He's a little fat, not not really fat, but a little fat with like with Robin Williams esque body hair. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. The opposite of Ric Flair, but with all the bravado. <laughs> and he does all the promos too. And he and he hasn't had sex with lots of women. He has sex with one, and she's ugly. <laughs> There's a lot of girls. It's just one. 
And she, she's not very good looking. That's the best part about her. Like, Woo! when you see her, like, <laughs> she's got a killer body. But then when you see her face, it's just like, just, it's awesome. Oh, just dumpster fire. Just, yeah. just like, missing teeth, mustache hair on the corners, just bad. Like, <laughs> like he, he managed to win her in the body department. That's all he's got. And she's the only person he's ever fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Shitty Ric Flair. <laughs> I love it. <gasps> <gasps> the antithesis of Ric Flair. What's his name, too? It's going to be like Dick something that rhymes with Flair. I don't know. Bob's there. Bob's there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just Flair. Fleer. Dick Ware. Dick Ware. <laughs> oh, that's such a good... Hello, flying. Son of a bitch! (laughs) 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 It consequently that's the noise he makes when he comes. (laughs) (laughs) Mick stare. Mick stare. (laughs) (laughs) Rent missing. (laughs) Rent missing. Child support. Child support payment missing. No life insurance having. No flying. Son of a bitch. Absurd. Oh, uh, we should get Ric Flair on the phone and pitch this idea. Like, what if you had a what if you had a nemesis who was your exact opposite? Uh, <laughs> Bizarro Ric Flair. Bizarro Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's like Joe Dirt. It's just jet black hair. Military army issue wearing glasses wearing. <laughs> Dishonorable discharge having. Got tooth having. <laughs> Body odor smelling. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. <laughs> my aunt, my aunt saw she took a picture with Flair. I guess about two or three years ago, before he had that almost death, mm. and uh, you know he had a nice watch on. But she was like, "I don't know about that Learjet flying. He was in coach with me." <laughs> well, that dude's probably. I mean, I, I know he lives up in like Norcross or in that area, but I see the pictures of his neighborhood, and I mean, it's a nice house, but yeah. it ain't. It's like it's like. Yeah. Norcross $250,000 house. Well, the World Wrestling Federation money probably started getting thinner if, as the years went on. Well, I did. He, I mean, you he, he watch that documentary, and they're like, Rick just fucked up. He retired and didn't have anything to fall back, fall back on. So the next thing you know, he's wrestling in the TNA, which is the lower divisions. He's going to these, like, know-nothing fucking mm-hmm. wrestling shows, and, and do, he starts doing the... Has to do like the Mick Foley Cactus Jack style matches where it's like the the you know tick or what do you call thumbtack match where there's like eight hundred thumbtacks spread out on the mat so of course in everyone a cage. in a cage and yeah. or they're strapped together With and razor wire razor wire and a ladder in the center yeah, of like, the ring and you do all this and you come out needing like you know seventy eight stitches and they give you your your money for the night and it's like eighty five dollars. Now go get me my fucking beer. You got damn more. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like that uh, that great movie, Darren Aronofsky, The Wrestler. I'm sure you you ever seen that. Uh, with Mickey uh, Rourke. Yeah, yeah, with the gentle handshakes. Yeah, and a very good looking. Oh, uh, Marissa Torme. She's like fifty. With that body. I know. Good Sorry, stuff. I just had a little Marissa Torme moment. <laughs> I just had a low flying boner having. <laughs> Pre-ejaculation, making 
<laughs> Premature ejaculation. Pre- <laughs> No flying. No flying. Son of a bitch. (laughs) 1998 Toyota Tercel driving. (laughs) (laughs) Bizarro Ric Flair, everybody. It could be like a carnival barking thing. Come on up, come on up. I got Bizarro Ric Flair. Marshall's clothing, Marshall's clothing wearing. (laughs) From the... From Knock the fine off. state of Talladega and Alabama. Knock off Nike wearing. NASCAR watching. I'm happy to be here in the fine city of Miami. <laughs> Minnesota. Whatever. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he has his own subsect of fans, too. That I, you know, they just want to go, oh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, Mick, Mick Smear. <laughs> Can I take a picture with you? <laughs> <laughs> so popular people don't understand it starts showing up at conventions and he gets up on stage (laughs) (laughs) the whole place (laughs) everybody all at once just had a just had an aneurysm (laughs) (laughs) I can see the crowd when he's setting up his finishing move he can't quite he can't quite get to the top rope he's like it's just one of those guys that only ever went up to the second Oh, so that was lame. Like, if you're gonna, don't even do it. Don't even get up on the turnbuckles if you can't get all the way to the top yeah. turnbuckles. Otherwise, it was always the old guys too. The guys that would it would never work. Like today's, I don't watch wrestling anymore. I'm not 12 yeah. like Sean, but it it just doesn't work. He's like, think about the guys we loved. Right. Like, uh, Ultimate, Warrior. Ultimate. Well, that's different. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. I'm yeah. talking about some of the guys that were popular. Even to you. Like like Big Boss Man. Yeah. His whole role was he was a cop. Mm. Wasn't athletic, <laughs> just big, burly, fat. Yeah, that animal. shit wasn't fly today. Hawk, the or yeah, the animal, um, the bushwhacker twins, or whatever they were. The, the Bam, yeah, Bam Bam, Bam Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah, his whole thing was fat and an Tat- asshole. Fat tattoos on his head. Yeah. That's literally it. And he just the bushwhackers did that thing where they come yeah. down waving their hands. That shit would no one would do that today. <laughs> it's amazing that, they, that that ever even caught on when we were kids. Mix Mare's getting ready to go into the figure three. <laughs> The famous figure three, where it doesn't quite hurt his opponent, just more of a mild nuisance. <laughs> it's just gonna bother something visually uncomfortable for the crowd. <laughs> if you ever notice in all of Mick's Mick Smear's ref- matches, he always gets his pants ripped down. That was always funny too when you'd see these wrestlers going at it, and that's it would also show you the level of fucking retarded tanning these dudes were doing. Yeah. Because they'd be in the middle of a move, somebody would make a mistake. Pants would get ass would would flop out of the already you know very tight pants yep. and it'd be like the whitest ass you've ever seen. It ha- it happened to Hogan a lot. Yeah. And Hogan, he's hey getting, brother. He, maybe you could pants me tonight. In he's the, getting uh, match. skin cancer. He probably has it. Yeah. But mixed mares left nut always <laughs> seems to fall out when it goes into the figure three. It's it's uncomfortable to watch the setup and even more uncomfortable to watch the finish. It's also, despite being a finishing move, a move he never actually wins. <laughs> Voted the worst finishing move in the history of WWE. The Hogan leg drop is a million times better than Mick Smear's figure three. <laughs> Even if you take the ball out of it, it's still, it still sucks. <laughs> You 
like Benoit. I just like the name Mick Smear. Mick Smear. <laughs> 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 he just comes out. What's his entrance music? That's a really good question. <laughs> we all know what that means. Here comes Nick Smear. <laughs> What's the music? It's got to be just terrible. Daughtry? You made me feel. He turns the east side of the aisle and shoots gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he does a gun with one hand, and the other hand, he does the, <laughs> the shocker bra thing because he doesn't really know what to do. <laughs> he mixes it up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know. Daughtry's good, but I have to think there's one that's just a little better. I feel like there's probably a good Striper song out there he could walk out to. A good, good Christian hair metal rock band from the eighties. Oh God, mixed mare. Oh, take your vitamin skins. <laughs> that's just becoming a collage of every <laughs> shitty wrestling tome ever. I mean, because it was it was embarrassing how much I I watched that. When I, I mean, not embarrassing in the sense of a kid, but like. I watch that shit all the time. I, I you, you've seen the dolls. You had the same shit. Ooh, Ooh. is that those beetle things? Yeah, we're back to the mummy, and there's a a beetle bug inside the British dude's arm, and it's getting cut out and flung. I don't like those. Well, yeah, it's really. I mean, it's really fucked up when the in the beginning when they when I waste a bullet there. They're putting the mummy in the in the. They're mummifying him while he's alive. When they put him in all wrapped up, they dump like a hundred of those things on him to basically mm-hmm. eat him alive. It's like, ooh, that wouldn't be fun. No, I can't even. It makes me think of the boo box from Hook. When oh, they put the gl- boo box. When they put Glenn Close in the trunk <laughs> and then drop live scorpions in there. <laughs> the boo. Boo. <laughs> no. Just the way he said, did you? What? what? I did. You did it. You tell the boo box. No. Tell Captain Hook. I did it. I did. Yeah, you did. I did. The boo box. No, not a boo box. No, not the boo box. <laughs> Hook was on the other night, actually. I was watching it. I hadn't seen that movie it's in funny. many years. We watched, uh, I got the girls Aladdin on DVD. They've never seen it before. And I, watching it, I was like, fucking Robin Williams. Yeah, it hurts, man. Watching it, like, especially as the genie, like, because even though you're not seeing him, because you're so used to seeing him, you can picture his, his gestures and, um, mannerisms while he's doing that voice and uh and stuff as an adult now that i never picked up on as a kid like mm. when the genie turns into uh what was that famous um uh, variety show that everybody wanted to be sullivan thank you uh, thank yep. you direct from the box yeah, yeah and, and then he turns show. into and then he turns into ronnie uh, dangerfield's my favorite when he's playing chess with the rug he, yeah i can't believe it I'm losing to a rook. Well, it also turns into William F. Buckley. Uh, master, there are a few uh, addendas. Uh, quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. It's like, I wouldn't know the fuck William F. Buckley was when I was 10. I know now, and it's funny now, but it's like, it's, it's like. Thank you for flying Jeannie's magic carpet for all your travel needs. The here, 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 here. Anyway. And now I tell you this, though, because, again, the timing of your references are on point tonight, because I finally watched the newest trailer for the Aladdin remake. Oh yeah, the live action one. With Will Smith. fucking Will Smith. Welcome to Earth, Will Smith. And you know, there's everyone was all the people that were sharing it were like, oh my god, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have this sense, sense of anxiety because Aladdin was my all time favorite Disney movie growing up. Yeah. Also one of the greatest video games ever on the Super Nintendo. But I have this tension, this anxiety that they're going to just fucking George Lucas, that last Indiana Jones film, they're going to rape it. 
It's yeah. just not going to be good, and it's going to. How can it really be that good? I've, Jafar doesn't look very evil. You got Will yeah, Smith, Jafar who isn't looks funny. Like a fucking high school student, right? I, it, I, I just just based on the trailer, look, I was like, what is Jafar? Nineteen. You can take some allegiances, but I think the casting of Will Smith, I, I would. It's terrible. Really wanted to be in the room for that. I mean, you could have gone. I mean, just uh, let's off the, off the top. Robin of our Williams head. is dead, but right. who do we have today that's like a modern day Robin Williams? Here's here's <laughs> my head. My first mm. initial thought. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, my first, like, if I'm in the room, and, and they're talking casting, and the very first name that would pop into my head, just follow me here. I'm not saying this would be where I would stay, mm. but Jack Black could be the genie. Totally. Um, you know, especially if you're telling me that you landed on Will Smith, you clearly weren't, you weren't looking at it from a cultural standpoint. You don't need the genie yeah. to look Arabic or Persian, eat too. No. So, you know... Jack Black it comes to mind. Uh, any, James Corden would be a better genie. <laughs> James Corden would be great. Any comedic actor, which Will Smith is, is not, not. No. Robin Williams was easily one of the most successful, respected, famous, and funny <laughs> comedians. Stop the re- remake the movie. Put our guy in it. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would be like the he'd be like the witty. Still funny, but kind of like... Um, yeah, um, Aladdin, I... Uh, uh, well, I was going to say what I think you should do uh, is... Uh, no, it seems like any, any comedian would have been more acceptable than action movie star who's not really that famous or sought after anymore. No, in fact, he's made a series of turds. It's not like people are like dying for more Will Smith. No, like the they're last, not even really interested in his kids. They're fucking weirdos. The last Will Smith movie I saw where I went, <laughs> was uh, the, with Hancock. Yeah, that was actually, I actually enjoyed Hancock. And Jason Bateman was kind of the saving grace of that movie. <laughs> was, he was like pulling a load and it shot, like his nut, his fucking orgasms were going through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's gotta <laughs> suck. You know you can't have sex with a normal woman. Yeah. But it's like... This is a movie that a nobody wanted, but no they're making wanted. a live action Lion King, so now they're making a live action. Well, they did live Lion action Jungle Book again. They did a live yeah. action. So I see, I see, you see it coming down the pipeline. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was actually that was a success. I thought that was yeah. that was well casted. That like, was a good movie. The original genie, voiced by Robin Williams, was voiced by a very famous, universally liked comedian. A physical comedian too. I think a that's important. Comment. Even yeah. though it was an audio work and. I've seen the making of that. Yeah. And it's you, what what you were thinking is exactly I mean, yeah. he's in there acting. Yeah. He's motioning. So, he's yeah. being Robin Williams, which we have talked about would be really annoying yeah. for more than like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Black, great. Uh Steve Martin would be great. Probably aged himself out, I think. I think it'd be wonderful. And you but they their their thinking was they needed someone in that middle ground. Yeah. Like they knew we're making Aladdin and we know we know that we can do these successfully, and we know there's a demand for them. But we also know that a large section of our audience for these movies mm-hmm. are my age, yeah. 35, that grew up with Aladdin, grew up with The Lion King. The Lion King cast looks incredible. Yeah. I hope they don't screw that up. But, you know, they know that they're trying to feed two audiences here. they got their young audiences today, whose parents, like myself, have definitely showed them mm. the animated early 90s works yeah but they also know they have to entertain and, and make this work on my level who has all the feels mm. I have all the feels the kids might like Aladdin but they're not 
Like, Aladdin was a part of my life right. for so long. I, I played the game. I had T-shirts. I, I never watched figure. the second one because, fuck, it's, I mean, come on. And then the whole Return of Jafar, like the third one, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, yeah, I had genie, like, action figures. Yeah. Like, like any, any, I mean, I just don't understand. I don't understand. To, to me, whoever's. Give me more, though. To, whoever, to me, whoever's not running Netflix is who made the decision to cast this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you mentioned, I was kidding about, I fucking would love to see Jeff Goldblum as the genie, but. I, I mean, think Jack, Jack Black Jack is, is solid. Probably pick. it, right? He's ro- he he's big. He's he's physical. He's he's he can sing. He can sing. And if you've heard he Will Smith singing, sing. it's not good. This is where I was like, I, I was. I'm not trying to be like the guy that's going to come into your comes out? Whoa! <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> like Jack Black comes out. Whoa! Hey there, buddy. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm going to be. You know, he just goes in there. Tonight, the part of Aladdin will be played by a tall, dark, and sinister-looking man. (laughs) Tonight, the part of Aladdin will be played by Welcome to Earth, Will Smith. (laughs) Whose most famous works are Men in Black and... uh, Men in Black holds up, man. The other ones don't. Two and three. But the first one... It was was an interesting concept. And it was... I mean, the best Will Smith work. It's kind of... Independent. Independence Day. Is that really? I'm going to look up his IMDb. Men in Black is kind of soured by the music video. Oh. Well. <laughs> with the dancing, this is not your style. With of the dancing Jar Jar Banks looking alien. Yeah, it's... Galaxy Defender. He's another you, one of you these... You get Tommy Lee, though. He's another one of these weird Scientologists. No way. Will Smith fucking... He's like a Scientologist? 100 oh, fucking Wagons no. East percent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wagons East. That's that's a Texas size wagons East guarantee right there. A hundred percent. Will yes. Smith. Are you sure? You don't have to pause the movie, but like this is, is it verifiable? Like it, I don't I don't believe Wikipedia is always right, but I I've seen all the other celebs, but I've never seen Will Smith. Will Smith is one of the first people I saw apart from your obvious go tos like Travolta and Tom Tom uh, Cruise. You know what he was in that Leah Joy's that I think was one of the worst movies ever made? Wild Wild West. Oh. That is a dog shit movie. And what's so sad is, bad. is uh, what's his name? The villain in that movie is like a really... Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. He's one of the most fantastic actors of his, his generation and he's made this piece of shit where he's got Joe Dirt facial hair and a fucking mullet <laughs> in a fucking spider I liked machine. I Am Legend. Didn't really like the ending, but I liked I Am Legend. Not a fan. I liked Bad Boys, the original. Not so much Bad Boys 2. You haven't seen Bad Boys 2? The Legend of Bagger Vance is a film I enjoy, but I can see where you probably haven't even seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of it um, on TNT late at night. That's about it. Enemy of the State's a good movie. Gene Hackman. Yeah. It's actually, if you watch it now, it's, it still holds up based on how the world works now. Yeah. Um, that, that was a, that's a good film. Men in Black. I'm still Independence saying Independence Day. Day. Well, I mean, if you went by like... Successful movie, and it's clearly Independence Day. See, I liked that second one. I know I'm the only one. The, the one they did recently, Resurgence. Yeah. I I thought well, it was good. I thought the groundwork was there for it to be really good. I think it was. It lost a lot in execution. Yeah. But you know, I told you we had that party for the girl that Leah's friend got cast, or was thinking she got cast for mm-hmm. the female role of the girlfriend. We have this big going away party, and then she. Doesn't have the role. Stays here in Georgia. Uh, 
<laughs> but if Will Smith had been in that movie, yeah. like, why would he not? Was, I'm, I'm told they gave him the old obligatory, we'll give you 20 million, and you won't even have to be in the whole movie. Yeah. We've got Bill, we've got Bill back. <clears throat> Pullman's in. We've got, we've got the general that you only see for like that one moment because he dies during filming, but they gave him that shout out. We got Jeff Goldblum. You got Jeff. Yeah, he's like the lead. You've got yeah. Jeff Goldblum. We got everybody back. Just come back. Twenty million dollars. What are you doing? What are well, you doing? I'm raising a weird bi kid that <laughs> wears dresses, and a, my daughter's got a music career that's not really going anywhere. And Speaking of which, I cannot wait. I may or may not be a gay this Scientologist. Is, this is this is not like the rest of them. Yeah. This is not me. I don't want to go political in the sense of talking about political issues. I just want to tell you how excited I am for the once the Democrats do decide. Mm-hmm. Who they want as their candidate? You're looking forward to their nickname. No, the debates between be any. Trump, 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 and whoever this person is. Uh, he 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 will never one. miss an opportunity. He'll never miss an opportunity. How many times did he debate Hillary? Three times. Yeah, he'll he'll do less than he'll do one. Fine, and it'll be on Fox, hosted by Sean Hannity. Well, that's where CNN and the liberals are making terrible decisions. Bill, Bill Maher talked about this in depth. I know they're stupid by, by saying that we're not going to host. Uh, you're not going to have a Fox News. Candidate for the, the I don't know how it works. We're not going to have a debate for the Democratic. That's what it was. We're not going to have a Democratic debate on your channel. Right. And it's like, why are you running away from this? That's the place to go. He says that every week. Like he applauds the Republicans, conservatives, etc. That come on his show. Yeah, and there's so many of them. And there's so many of them. The worst. And I, I know. Ben like, Shapiro like, and Coulter. Regular. Right. And then he points out the cowardice of the left that won't go anywhere near Fox News. Mm-hmm. He jokingly said, here's a list of liberals who will go on Fox News. He said one name, he said, that's it. And that guy will go on, because they asked him why do you go, because that's where these, those are the people I want to talk to. Yeah. Because they showed stupid. they showed that statistic. But I, I don't agree. I think there's definitely going to be some debate. And one thing I would love, and this is, it'll tie you, you'll see why I brought this up. If it is Beto, mm-hmm. and I, I think the early money line is probably on Beto, would you say? Yeah, I would probably just because of his national. He's already he had a brand coming in because of his, t- because the, of the brand he built nationally right. on a state's senate election, and and, and he yeah. came so close to ousting that fucking bearded idiot. Well, and he's follow. I mean, even the Onion has made fun of the fact that he's uh, launching a campaign to <laughs> saw that. to impersonate Barack Obama's first campaign. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you consider them all, like it's way too early to know. And even pundits on the right are saying, like at this point in the game, nobody took, like they 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 somebody said the other day they rattled off three names. At this point in the game, these three names X Y and Z were the front runners for Republican nomination, and they never even made it to the the final right. debates. It is way too early. Well, they said it was Kasich it. and uh, Marco Rubio and Ted. Cruz, I want to say, were the ones that were... Not at this level. At this level, there were other guys that had thrown their hat in that, that never even made it as far as getting that name recognition. The thing I'm waiting on is to find out, like, if John Kasich says, I'm going to run... On the... And I'm going to run as an... Well... Independent? As an independent. Hmm. And fucking... Uh, that's... I, who does that cannibalize, though? I don't think it cannibalizes any of the Trump base. No, it cannibalizes the the moderate centrist Republicans that don't like Trump and like the idea of having some sanity restored to their party, and and then the Republican ticket for Trump loses voters because Kasich ends up stealing the ones with brains left in their heads, and whoever whoever the left puts up ends up winning. Well, that's interesting, but I just want to hear if it's Beto. 
I, you know, to hear Trump say something about him wearing that that album cover from his band. Oh, I've already thought about this. I've already thought, like, whoever it is, like, if it's Beto and he brings up the, the ridiculous, she'd be like, uh, P-tape. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, you don't want to go low, but if you do, you have to go low, but keep it simple. Yeah. Like, you don't follow that up. Like, if he brings up, well, I saw you in your dress, you look very lovely, does something real smart-ass, and yeah. you just say, P-tape. Like they're, because they're yeah. gonna be. Would you like? You have ninety seconds to respond. No. Um, um, Billy Bush recording. <laughs> um, grab him, grab him by the the, the pussy. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm actually gonna concede my eighty other seconds back to Mr. Trump. <laughs> That's what I would do. Like if I was running that campaign and I was the man. Like listen, every time he attacks you for something you did in college, I want you to bring up the fact um, that he's a Republican who's been married three times and fucked a porn star. Uh, <laughs> some Nazis are good. <laughs> Uh, Charlottesville. Not all Nazis are bad. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and yield the rest of my time. I just want to say, paid off and fucked a porn star while married. Uh, the newborn kid was involved as well. Baron was just a baby. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did wear a mouse suit once uh, for an album cover. We used chain migration to get my wife. This is not just me pretending to be Donald. That would be so funny. If <laughs> Uh, yes, I have a response to that. Yeah. We are against migration, but we uh, used chain migration to get my wife's parents into the country. Also, she came on a visa that would have been for artists or intellectuals, of which she is neither. Yeah. Be best. Uh, give my 70 seconds back to Mr. Trump. <laughs> no, I would just be like, it's just every time, like, Republican Party, family values, conservative, <laughs> fucked a porn star. <laughs> And then when it came back to me, family values conservative, <laughs> fucked a porn star, and then paid her off. Oh, and by the way, the lawyer he used to pay her off is in prison right now for paying her off. I'll yield the rest of my time. Uh, oh, 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 yes, oh. by the way, I, I did wear a dress in a punk rock band once. I can clearly see how that disqualifies me when compared to the possible Russian puppet who fucked a porn star. <laughs> went bankrupt three times paid her off bribed her essentially <laughs> illegally by way of an attorney who was his personal attorney for 10 years who's now literally serving time for lying about the fact that he paid that porn star off mm. I'll yield the rest of my time <laughs> yes I did wear a mouse costume once <laughs> like I would just, just love to like, yeah, like, That's bring, what I'm saying. Bring I'm up something ridiculous I did when I was 20, and I'm going to remind America that the family, family values conservative party leader at this, fucked a porn at, star. At this point, though, it's going to get so bad. Yeah. The, the, the rhetoric is going to be just, I mean, it's always bad, but it's yeah. going to be really bad to the point where I envision our country, our country now, <laughs> the bright, sh shining house on a hill <laughs> that Reagan talked about and yeah. all the founding fathers, all this shit. It's literally going to come down to like, um, my big my dick is bigger than Donald Trump's. <laughs> I heard he has a tiny mushroom-headed... I didn't know this, because as I've said, he fucked a porn star <laughs> and then paid her $30,000 in hush money. We all remember when Ronald Reagan fucked a porn star <laughs> and the Republican Party applauded him for it. Oh, wait, that never happened, because it wouldn't have happened, because you people used to have brains. <laughs> I'm sorry, you never had brains, but you always had consistent moral <laughs> values. I'll yield the rest of my time. <laughs> it's not even gonna be, and look, they're gonna have, here's what, 
this is what I love about the debates, yeah. but I'm particularly looking forward to this one. You gotta get under his skin. Yeah, because you're not—you're never gonna lose the base. The base—he could literally go up on the stage. You could get him so mad yeah. that he shits his pants, which takes why, some of the poo poo yeah. and slings it at Beto O'Rourke. Which is and why it, my two things would be like: I want to go dirty and petty, kind of early to the point where I'm get I'm him on itch. I want to alienate his base because they're not gonna vote for me anyway. So I want to go ahead and get under their skin too. <laughs> I want to because if I get under their skin, I'm getting under his. When I when I point out the fact that. Ronald Reagan didn't, in fact, fuck a porn star because even though Republicans have always been sort of backwards and, and and ridiculous, at least in those days, they were consistent when they got on their moral values high horse. Right. And my second point of action with whoever's running my campaign would be like, I need a nickname to give to that dumb motherfucker. Mm. And I need a good one now. So when he calls me, Nick, you know, you know, you know. Mouse suit O'Rourke or whatever the fuck he comes up with, I can come back with fake hair motherfucker. <laughs> something. Somebody give me something to call him. Mushroom caps. Yeah. Uh, Horn Dick Donald. <laughs> like I got nicknames too, dude. What's what's, what's our guy's name? Rick Smear. Rick Smear. Is that Rick Smear? Yeah. No, no, Mick, Mick, Mick Smear. Mick Smear. <laughs> We need a better last name, dude. No, I like Mick. That's what I like about it. It's terrible. Flair is awesome, and Smear sucks. Smear sounds like something that gets trapped underneath foreskin. I know. <laughs> Mick Smear. doesn't Smare. sound good. I know, it doesn't. And Rick Flair sounds amazing. That's the whole point. <laughs> oh, we could get back into that for days. I want to go back to the genie. I know you've asked me, and I since you said it, like I can't think of anybody better than Jack Black. Yeah, that was the first one that came into my like head. Like somebody should, petition. which tells me that someone in, in that meeting had that thought. If me and I have it, somebody should petition the creators of that movie to pull a fucking. Let's figure out if Will Smith diddled a, a seventeen-year-old twenty years ago and reshoot this fucking movie with Jack Black. <laughs> if you could do that? it with Christopher Plummer and uh, Kevin Spacey, it wasn't Christopher Plummer though. Christopher Plummer didn't get. It wasn't him that got pulled. No, Christopher Plummer reshot all of Kevin Spacey's. Oh shit. right, because he diddled. Because he did, well, he he took advantage of a passed out seventeen year old. Uh, I I saw they they had a his first court appearance. They had one of these um, body language experts. Which if you'll forgive me, I, I that's, that's pseudoscience yeah. at best. But she was saying a lot of had a, a lot of salient points because you could tell like the way you know media's in there, cameras in there, court is full, and he's just jovial, got a big smile, hands are relaxed. She's like, you'll see how he's using his mouth, yada, yada, yada. And then as it gets closer to the actual trial starting, you just kind of see the elbows just drop like, fuck. Like, I can't act in here. Fuck, I fucked that kid. (laughs) Fuck, he was 17. Spacey, you're so much better than this. I don't want to talk about Kevin Spacey. He was hot, though. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. He gave me a real gay boner. (laughs) Rick Smear. Mick Smear. Let's talk. (laughs) Before we before no, we go, I, we need to we need to like, develop the character. No, we need to start a fucking it, campaign just like we did for the Sopranos. Just like everything, we need to recast Will Smith with Jack Black and redo this fucking movie and make it somewhat interesting. It's we we have to give it a chance. We don't. This is I don't think Will Smith did any kids. No, so. but he's not the fucking. He's not. He's not our. He's not the next generation's Robin Williams. Nobody went. <laughs> if Robin Williams couldn't do it, who could? Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're one and the same. One's a, you know, a really well-liked uh, physical comedic actor and stand-up comedian who's 
Damn that misdiagnosis. Man. Really revered, and the other one's a B list <laughs> action movie star. Yeah, well, that's the same he's thing. He's like a 1990s icon. It's only been 20 years since then. I'm sure we can still enough stardust to keep him coming back. It's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it it's at a all. Stupid decision. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to see the movie. I, I don't think it's going to be a movie I'll pay. Movie we'll, ticket prices to we'll see. We'll probably take the girls to see it because they, ever since I got them that Aladdin on Blu-ray, tried to buy like on an, from an eBay bootlegger because Aladdin is in the Disney vault. Just mm. so fucking stupid. Well, that's just a racket. I know. They'll release so it. So that means then... you can't buy it unless you go to like some third-hand eBay seller with a foreign name. It's like, is this going to play on my Blu-ray player? I don't know. Yeah. It does, and they wa- they've watched it like 10 times since yeah. it came. They're like totally, totally into it. What's their favorite bit? Um... I would imagine it's one of the songs. I don't know yet. I, I do catch them laughing a lot at Abu the Monkey. I love Abu. My neighbor could do that voice. It's not really a voice so much as it is a, a right. noise of sound effect, but he could do it absolutely perfectly. Well, well, the guy that does that voice is the same guy that did the voice of Fred from Scooby-Doo. Huh. Interesting. Well, apparently he has done like every voice you can think of. When I was a kid, the scene that me and my old friend Rick would rewind like over and over and over and over again, it's just the smallest little nothing line, but... When Jafar is walking with Thiago and they're coming back from doing something sinister, I don't remember what, mm. and then Princess Jasmine shows up and surprises him, so he has to slam the door real quick, and it slams onto Iago the bird, and he's Jafar, and it's Gilbert Gottfried, which looking back in <laughs> retrospect is why it's so funny, because yeah. it's not inherently funny, yeah. but when you hear a, a bird being crushed by a door being voiced by Gilbert Gottfried, he's Jafar, <laughs> pulling his, Jafar, I'm stuck. And he just kicks him, and he's like, oh, that height! <laughs> and that classic Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. We, ten times, we would rewind that. The only thing I've ever rewound and watched more is Brad Pitt and Meet Joe Black getting hit by the car. <laughs> because it it makes that movie a comedy. It takes a terrible film and gives you a reprieve for ten seconds. Yeah. And it's the classic, the old turn right, look back. Wham! Three cars hit that motherfucking dude. Did you rub my lamp? <laughs> Did you bring me here? Did you wake me up? And now you're, you're walking out on me? I, I don't think so. You're getting your wishes. <laughs> He's like, now for my three wishes. You, oh, you're down by one, boy. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I never actually wished to get out of the cave. <laughs> well, don't I feel sheepish? <laughs> we could quote that Disney Listen, here's Sparky. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That, God, this is going to suck. If he even attempts some of those jokes, yeah. like if, if if he even tries to pull the Rodney Dangerfield line out, it's going to be fucking terrible. And you're going to get that Will Smith, <laughs> yell that he does. It's like, that's fine, fucking good. <laughs> stupid sounds like Sounds like Mick Mayer, Mick Stare, what the fuck is his name? Mick Smear. Mick Smear. And that stupid samurai <laughs> knot. You fucking... You're blue sometimes, and then you're your, your own natural skin tone and others. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, that's the thing. They were blowing up originally on the internet because they saw that he was blue. Mm-hmm. But then when the, I watched the preview, it looks like he's only blue when he comes out of the lamp. Well, in the movie, the first teaser trailer got ripped to shreds. Because of the blue. Not just because of the blue, because of the shitty CGI. It looked so... That first teaser they did looked so fucking bad. It's like, this is going to be a hot pile of shit. <laughs> And they have since gone back and I think tried to improve the look because when they showed him coming forward, it was just like his face was not in the right part of the head. And it's just like, 
Uh, you've already blew it with the Disney casting. is really Jeb Bush in this one. In a big way. <laughs> they're mixed marrying it is what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never. Well, you might have had a friend like me. You probably had a friend like me. I don't have any friends. You probably had a better friend than me. <laughs> I, I'm like a codependent friend. I'm, I'm the kind of genie that all I can do is make people fall in love with you and bring people back from the dead. That's all I can do. I'm a very specific genie. I can make people fall in love with you and I can bring people back from the dead. That's about it. What are your three wishes? Oh, that's like a lottery question. I think my first wish would be to have the power to give myself whatever I wanted. And then, and then I can just take care of the rest of the wishes from there on. Okay. Uh you know, maybe the first one would just be something for shits and giggles just to test the waters. And the second would be, you know, Jafar wisely, you know, to an extent was like... All-powerful? Well, he said all-powerful genie. And then... Which locked him into the, right. the handcuffs of genie. To but the first one was not all-powerful genie. <laughs> no, it, was it was just a sorcerer. The most powerful sorcerer in all the world. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd want to be a sorcerer because I feel like that would come with robes and a staff, and I don't want that. But I'd be like, I want, I want the power to give myself whatever I wanted at the snap of my fingers. You know, if you, if you were in the church scene, you don't even have to. You could, you could rook these people. You'd be great for that passion play, kind of setup. You're either a great Jesus, like a mm-hmm. chubbier, albeit heavier Jesus. Yeah. But like, you could definitely do a side roll of like Peter, <laughs> or like one, of, and just go around to the church scene yeah. and have like a nice custom made linen. Yeah. Have the staff. Know your lines. You're like the ringer. You're the guy like, we got to get somebody in here. This guy really sucks. Call that guy Brent. <laughs> he's got the look. I don't even, I heard a rumor that he's not, he's actually an agnostic. <laughs> I don't give a shit. This year's, this year's passion play is going to be the best. We're not losing any more people to the Lutheran church. So Brent, do you think you could play a doubting Thomas? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> that's my, that's my best role. <laughs> That's what I do the best. You should see my Mary Magdalene. I have to wear a veil, but it works. You look a lot like Mary Magdalene. Probably did. I can do busty like no bearded man you've ever seen. Dude, I was in those fucking things all the time. I I was too. When I was in the church, I always got roped into this one same play, and I always played the crippled boy who got healed by Jesus. (laughs) I had a little crutch and my dad... And I got healed. It was I, Judas. And then I had to throw. No, my dad, Judas. I had a I had an actor dad who was oh, the crippled boy's dad. Right. And after I would be healed, I would throw the crutch and run down the center aisle because he's been healed. Did that you was come back? Thing. No, you never see me again. <laughs> you got your legs. I got and took off like Forrest Gump. I'm, like, I'm gonna go find a girl to scream. <laughs> I'm finally appealing. That's one. There's like a skit for people coming to Jesus to get help with things that they're kind of embarrassed to ask about. You know, rather than, like, the big ones were all yeah. there. I'm blind. I have leprosy. Yeah. I can't walk. Uh, Jesus, I'm a, I'm a power bottom. <laughs> the thing is, is, I don't really enjoy it because I have prostate issues. So if you could heal my prostate, I'd be able to go next level with my, with my heinous gay sex. <laughs> Say like a little shit, you know. All right, I'm not gonna spit on my hands or anything. Dirt on it, but you're healed. <laughs> and imagine Jesus being like, if you caught him on a good day, you know. Oh well, that's weird, but you're healed. You know what? I'm not into it, but if you're into it, Jesus, I have. Um, all are welcome in my kingdom, even the power bottoms. You're healed. I have this this rash. It's hard to describe, really. I've been with a lot of concubines. <laughs> I mean, a lot. 
I've even been with some conky boys. But listen, uh, just I call them rent boys. They <laughs> rent and then they service me. I'm a good person though. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff that didn't make the Bible's cut. You know, everyone's blind. Oh no, it's all in the Book of Thomas. That's the one that they were like, eh, yeah. Dead Sea Scrolls. Let's get rid of. We this went one. to the extreme, but I imagine somebody just walking up to me. I'm a big fan, sir. It's beautiful what you're doing. Love mm. all this. I have really bad ED. I haven't had an, ere- <laughs> an erection in 18 years. My wife left me because of that. Mm. Uh, so I know it's not leprosy. <laughs> but I've seen you, you know, rub dirt and spit <laughs> on the eyes. I'm wondering if you could give me a little spit dirt on the old guy. <laughs> just a little spit dirt. <laughs> that, you just mix it. I'll apply it. Get the blood flowing. <laughs> There's a sexy 85-year-old woman around the corner dying to have kids. That's a thing that happens. It's a thing that happens in this time and place. And I want to give her those kids. Sarah's her name. She's dying to have kids oh. at nearly 100. I watched Religious again last night. So good. <laughs> so good. And I, I mean, he went to... Bill Maher went to the extremes. I mean, that's my only problem I had yeah. with that film. Yeah. Was that he... Sure, he was making up valid points. He was quoting more scripture than the nitwits that he was interviewing that mm-hmm. say that they're... Like the one guy that thinks he actually is Jesus. Right. But he went to the extremes of talking to like the craziest of the crazy. Yeah. And he didn't really come to any like common ground. So, I mean... It would have been a better. It would have been better for the show if he had brought in somebody that didn't think he was Jesus or wasn't openly making money via the church and wearing gold right. and showing off. Or well, his point in that movie is similar to the point that people make, like whenever there's a terrorist attack and you hear people on the right say, "Where are all the moderate Muslims speaking out against this travesty?" Right? <laughs> Bill Maher's point with all religion is where there's smoke, there's fire. You can be the sane whatever you're still attached to something that has these wings of insanity mm. and there's not a lot of vocal uh, there's not a lot of vocal like eh, let's let's shut up with the ridiculous the religiousness of it all yeah. and I think that's his point with it all is like you know you can call yourself a sane whatever you're still attached to some nutty shit <laughs> I love the Mormons like when they're, where oh. there's smoke there's fire like you can say ah we don't I'm not into all that I'm like yeah but you still like one of the best jokes that I heard on SNL, uh, I think last week or the week before, was Pete Davidson saying, I don't understand why, you know, all, the, all these people that are saying they're not going to listen to Michael Jackson music anymore. Yeah, we talked but about this last They're week. still going to the Catholic Church. <laughs> they're like, both the same. He's just like, one has better by, music. He's like, well, and by my count, one of them's diddled a lot more kids. <laughs> like Michael, you know, they came out and demanded an apology. Now, here's my problem the Catholic Church in New York comes out with this big yeah. statement, and they demand an apology from Pete Davidson. You know what I demand, Catholic Church of New York, that you apologize for hiding ki- for hiding priests. Yeah. Oh, oh. WFUCK, the man. What's up? Well, we had a very specific question. I'll let the I'll let old Brent get into it. We just wanted to know, uh, Jean, have you ever, or do you currently enjoy Code Red Mountain Dew? I yield my time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. That was literally it. Uh, no, we, we didn't shit on you as much this week. I think it's I think it's fair to say we didn't shit on you nearly as much. Actually, I 
Not even close to as much. Yeah. But uh, one third instead of two. Yeah. Do your do check your emails not to give work related business out, but I've sent you a few things today. Okay, I'll check it out. See you, buddy. Well, you got your answer. I, you know, I didn't need him to call back to know the answer to that question. I know you didn't. He drinks a lot of Coca-Cola. <laughs> that I'm not, yeah. you know, I like a Coke sparingly because I've seen it made. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, no, but to get back to Catholics. Yeah, sorry. I love whenever somebody goes, listen, they do a lot of good. I'm like, yeah, when people liked Michael Jackson's music, it doesn't take away the fact that he fucked kids. I I have not been I didn't, I haven't seen the Michael Jackson documentary. I haven't either, and I, I don't want to. I watch don't it. I don't follow with any great level of, of research and detail the Catholic scandals that go back God knows how long. But I know that they exist. Yeah. Right. And I've always felt like Michael Jackson did that shit. Yeah. Right. But I well yeah, there's all this outrage now because of the HBO documentary. It's like motherfuckers, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were onto this shit like two decades ago. Yeah. I, I'm not Michael Jackson. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, I mean, Onion had a great headline, too, about finally proving something after 20 years of evidence. Or I don't remember what they were saying, but yeah. I don't really know. I don't really want to follow it because I have a kid now, and that's awful. Yeah. But I don't understand the ground on which his still defenders are coming from now. Like, how much do you more do you need to hear? Yeah. Like, I saw, there's a woman I like and respect a great deal that's saying, I don't know about all this R. Kelly stuff. We don't know if all these women are telling the truth. And I was like, it's like 50 women that are giving detailed stories of, like, vile sexuality and terrible, basically being held hostage in their own houses, doing some of the worst shit. What are your thoughts on Bill Cosby? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Bill did that shit. I don't think Bill did that no, it's the same. Where do they come from, though? But that's the same question you could ask to every still to this day devout, don't care what happened Catholic. It's yeah. like you're giving money to an organization that went, oh, he fucked a kid. All right, well, let's move him to Philadelphia. <laughs> What's We're that? Not, oh, he fucked a kid. Let's move him to <laughs> where he's in Ireland. Let's move him to Scotland. Yeah. Wait oh, a minute. Oh, he fucked a kid. Let's move this him to This is his third Nevada. time. How many, how many kids has this one fucked? All right, move him to. Move him back to New York. <laughs> I know that's where he came from originally, but he's been to Philadelphia, Boston. <laughs> then we sent him to L.A. Let's, we, we, at some point, we got to circle back. <laughs> like, there are more cases of child molestation without any penalty other than, hey, uh, Father Francis, <laughs> you're being transferred. you got to move again. <laughs> go go get your little box with your trinkets and your robes, and we're going to send you to another and parish. It's never ending. To diddle new kids. Because sometimes it's not even the kids. I, I heard one that kind of didn't blow my mind, because at this point, if you diddle a kid, I, you're, what are you not capable of? Yeah. You know? But there was like a subsect of priests that were using the nuns, and the nuns were just threatened. That they say, you know, if you say anything, we'll do X, Y, and Z to you. Yeah. And if you say anything, I'll diddle you now again. Now bend over, because yeah. even though I... And I just, promised a life of chastity or whatever they call it. I love the apologists are like, come on, the Catholic Church does a lot of good. Like, they do. Okay, good. At what cost? <laughs> is it worth whatever good they're doing? Is it worth kid fucking? Is that what you're saying? Like that's what I like. I never want to get into that deep of an argument with somebody because it'll just never end. But it's like, okay, so all the charitable good they do is worth kid fucking. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. I'm glad to know where your head's at. <laughs> Where's your head at? Where's your head at? What was it? Who was that? 
I don't. It I don't wasn't know, Prodigy. I know, I know the song. <laughs> it wasn't Prodigy. But to me, like that that answer to that question is just as gross and insulting as when someone says, like, you know, I don't hate gay people. I just hate their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't hate you. I just hate who you are. <laughs> Like there couldn't be anything more insulting than that. That was the was fa- like one the of the favorite thing. interviews that Mar did was with that guy that used to be gay. Mm-hmm. His wife used to be a lesbian, and then he comes back. Now they're super Christian, and he runs this organization. And, and still tri- clearly gay. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> looks it, acts it. Yeah. I mean, it has everything about him says gay. Yeah. And it was funny too because at one point he's like, "This is how you're coming across. I don't know what you're trying to do in this documentary, but I'm probably I don't want to do this anymore. I'm gonna end this interview." But then all Mar has to do is be like, "Well, here you are, a good-looking man." Like, the minute he started stroking that ego, the guy was laughing and right back in the interview. And oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now, Bill Maher. But I was like, he was kind of saying, you're not born gay. Or, it's a choice. I was like, dude, you're gay. You know what you're saying. You, you are, are lying. fully gay. Yes. You're, look at your office. It's so neat. There's no way you're not gay, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, for you to say... Well, and I remember, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I also remember thinking, like, his wife looks miserable. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone who hasn't been given an orgasm... I don't think she was in the scene. I think he got ever. Why are you getting those mixed up? Because he didn't well, have his wife with him in the... Oh, uh, okay, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else or a different thing altogether. The gayest but... one of all the people he interviewed was Jesus. <laughs> the guy at that theme park in Orlando? Yeah. That dude's... Definitely gay. Yeah. <laughs> but his point, I want to say something kind of serious because I did, I had never thought about it like this. But this, and that movie's what like almost eleven years old, two thousand seven. For a while, I know yeah. it came out during the Bush terms. Yeah. So, called eleven years, twelve years. He he did the the statistics are that there's six. This was then, so we can extrapolate as much as we can from it, given that it's probably gone up. But sixteen percent of this country aligns as un, un, unaffiliated with any religion. Not necessarily agnostic, not necessarily atheist or non-believer, however you want to categorize that. Mm-hmm. But 16% do not associate with a church, don't go to church, have differing opinions on what actual religion is, but generally speaking, unchurched. Right. Like the ones that when you go to church, that's the ones that we need to go and save the unchurched mm-hmm. or save those that were hurt by the church, the, the de-churched. There's like all these term, all, terms I use, right? Fucking absurd. I know. So, are you getting tired over there? Is it no, the no, no, no. This, this, this is your kind of conversation? I know. The subject matter is like, we're going on an hour and 40 minutes, and I, I'm seeing another hour coming. No, no, no. We can wrap this up. I just thought this was an interesting... It was, I, I thought about it a lot last night. So, you said 16%. That's, That's a larger... a lot of our listeners. Oh, well. <laughs> this isn't that unengaging. We gave you Mick Smare. You're going to have to ride us out for some of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sidetrack you. Go on. Do you want to do some Rick's Mare for a minute? No, go on. Okay. 16% unchurched. Mm. That's the large, it's larger subsect of people, even if you combine, I think they said every other minority group in this mm. country. So Jews, blacks, anything brown. I mean, it even that doesn't even add up to 16%. So he's like, by that, he doesn't, he stops short of calling them a minority mm. in the sense that these are all types of people. Mm. But he says, it's the quiet minority here. Like yeah. They feel like they can't say in this culture, you know, and then he showed clips of like every politician 
Like, my favorite was they, it would look like a big Republican early debate. There was like 16 people on the stage. Mm-hmm. And the question was asked by the moderator, who here, perfect the way he said it, because the question really told you what he was saying about it. He was like, who here doesn't believe in evolution? And he kind of looks down the road, and they all look at each other for a split second. And they were like thinking, voters, voters, voters. I don't. And then once one went up, I don't either. Hands yeah. just start shooting yeah. up. So it's like this, this people like yourself, in the, and we could probably call it 16 to 18% now, they, they probably feel, feel fearful in this society of saying, like, I don't want this. I don't care that it, my money says in God we trust. Yeah. And I can actually prove with you, not this is me speaking more metaphorically, but the founding fathers didn't want this either. Jefferson yeah. was against pretty much all religion. Well, yeah, and God we trust was added after the <clears throat> the first real communist scare as right. a way to basically set ourselves apart from communism. But did you know, like, Jefferson rewrote the Bible. Yeah. He took out all the miracles, all the catechisms, all the stuff that yeah, makes it... a boring it, version. Right, but it, it described the man, not the m- miracles that he, yeah. in his mind, were not possible. Yeah. And then you have John uh, John Adams saying that the world would be... A t- this would be the an unimaginably better country if it wasn't seeped in religion. So the founding fathers I know, bro. Yeah, exactly. But that, it, it's just Sean funny. Sean Anderson says otherwise. In right. And you watch, like, you watch, like, the, this 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 right-wing yeah. kind of, I, I don't want to call them, like, what I'm more scared of, like a lot of times we call them stupid, or, like, they're in their brains and they're just morons mm. and they actually believe this shit and they use it as a weapon. Yeah. I think that's true. There's plenty of water-headed people out there. It's scary when they get an assault but, rifle and start murdering people in mosques. Very true. <laughs> Anywhere. Yeah. But very true. Uh, Just but, to make it current. No, I know. <laughs> Did you see where the guy had the names of all the other white sh- shooters that have on his clips? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Those Muslims are scary, man. Well, it wasn't just the Muslim. This was the, the Quebec shooting, the mosque up in Pil- uh, I know, Pittsburgh. I was, I was making a joke that I, another white guy did another yeah. kill. Well, there's only white guys that do these things now. Yeah. But, like, I'm more concerned of the the right wing, in air quotes, who isn't, but recognizes the, the way to their power mm. is to walk on the nitwits, to use this wave. Right, like, because I, I, a sm- <laughs> well, like I, I don't think he's that smart. I don't think Tucker's sm- that smart. No, but you're you're afraid of the you're afraid of the guy using the stupidity, for lack of a better word, to advance himself. Yeah, because he he knows that in the time it's like they always say men, especially the kind of guy who goes everything they think is dumb, like Donald Trump, for example. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to use everything they think to my advantage and just tiptoe my way to power, right. and they're going to love and then it me won't matter every step of the it's way. It's kind of like you watch Game of Thrones. No. All right. Well, there's a character in there that does that. Yeah, he plays on the fears, he plays on the feeble minds of people that will believe that there's eighteen gods or three gods or one god. Mm-hmm. He plays brother against sister. You know, families torn apart. He uses it as a ladder, and that's one of my favorite lines in the series. Where he, he was like, "You can't just do this; it'll be chaos." And his line was, "Chaos is a ladder." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's good writing. That's just really good writing." And I think I don't think we're in chaos, clearly. But it's political chaos. Yeah, we're kind of like tiptoeing. It's in it. we're tiptoeing around yeah. chaos. We're yeah. playing with fire. I don't. I don't know. I just. I'm more concerned with that person than I am with a Tucker Carlson or even a Sean Hannity. Yeah. Well, kind of what you're touching on is to me, uh, just religiously speaking, is a concern when you do have all these crazy insanes, and then you have like like what the right says when a Muslim extremist does something, blows himself up, and kills a bunch of people in a town, and then the moderate Muslims don't say anything. It's like. 
I go back to what I said earlier, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. Like, you have these insane people, and you can be moderate, centrist, open-minded, I don't mind gays, I just don't agree with it all day long. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, you're still tethered to this arm of insanity. If you're a centrist, moderate Catholic who's not in favor of child molestation, you're still part of the Catholic Church that protects child molesters. (laughs) How do you reconcile that? Um, well, they well, do some I mean, really good things, bro. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot kids. of charities. Yeah, uh, most of them have actually paid some of the lawsuits. <laughs> so, well, and the thing that always gets under my religious friend's skin when I say it is like sometimes I doubt anybody's true belief. Period, and I often wonder if it's just uh, a sort of weighted comfort blanket for your own psyche. I said because if I knew as surely as I know that my fingernails are the color they are, or that I have a watch on my left wrist. If I knew as certainly as I know those things, that hell is real and coming for you, I would be pleading with you night and day to do something about it. <laughs> like if the room next to us was on fire and you're like, I don't think it is, and I have a live feed on my phone <laughs> showing the fire, I would be, and I would not stop pleading with you. I would quit working. I would quit eating. I would quit drinking. I would quit everything to protect you from going into the blazing room next door. Right. And the fact that your average fill-in-the-blank religious person isn't doing that, Mm -hmm. to me, makes me question how much they really believe what they say they do versus it makes them feel good to say they do. Very true. I like that. What I would say, and, and what's more, it came from that film, and it gives you a little bit more to think about, it's like the Jesus they know, the, the kind of the right-wing American Jesus. Because mm-hmm. I read a great book called Jesus Made in America one time, because he is. Yeah. Uh, He's got a sweet American flag. <laughs> Eagle tattoo. Chaco sandals. <laughs> yeah. They, he, this Jesus, this what Bill was really hammering that one, that one uh, that African-American pastor about, because this guy's wearing a $2,000 suit. He's got lizard shoes, gold yeah. everywhere. And he was saying, Je- Jesus clearly said, if you yeah. if you want to quote scripture, it's easier, to, I don't remember what the pretext was, but it's, yeah. than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. A camel to pass through right. the eye of a needle. There we go. Can't listen, look at you. You got to know the playbook of the enemy. That's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> know thine enemy, he said. Yeah. But like this American sense that God would come and he would love America the most. Mm-hmm. Like you hear that and say, well, I know they have it hard in other countries, man, but I'm, it's all about America first, man. God first, right here in America. Bring God back to America. Jesus was white. Jesus was white. I heard it get, Leeds was working at a restaurant one day, and there was some guy in there saying, Jesus didn't have long hair. It was outlawed in the Bible. He couldn't have long hair back in. Uh, I don't know what, what his hair looked like, but I don't think there was any fucking rules. Listen, man, I don't know what kind of reading level you're on, <laughs> but... Who get on a phonics work for me? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just saying, that's, if he came back now, he'd be fucking disgusted with America. This big, greedy hog of a thing. We're all about, and I'm, I'm just as guilty. We're all about get more money, get yeah. more things. We, 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 well, yeah. we actively walk past people in need. And I, I've heard this verbally. I've heard it offhand. But you walk, Get a job. It's kind of like the old Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. They used to talk about Oscar the Grouch. And Oscar the Grouch is like, I live in a fucking trash can, man. No one's helping me. And he's like, yeah, he lives in a fucking trash can. Can I get, give this man a dollar? Yeah. But instead, you say, this is America. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. Oh, really? 
I'm praying for you, though. Thoughts, <laughs> thoughts and prayers, always so empty so and shallow. There's, there's no more egregious offender of what you're talking about than the Catholic Church. Like, <laughs> like fucking Peter, who founded it, it's like, dude, you were getting it wrong. Like, if you read the Bible, like, Jesus is constantly going to be like, fucking no, man. That's not what I said. <laughs> so it shouldn't be any big... Also, what is a pope? Yeah, it shouldn't be what? any big surprise that Mr. <laughs> fuck up one after another all through the New Testament... Once Christ was finally dead and gone, I was like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> I'll start a church made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and I'll heard... be the Pope of it. I'll be the vicar of Christ on earth, um, and I'll be infallible. Excuse me, Pietro the First. small thing we, we're dealing with. It turns out that St. <laughs> Thomas, remember Doubting Thomas? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he came back in the circle. He mm-hmm. realized the, the error of his ways, and he wrote... One of the Gospels, it was actually found... Nope, get rid of it. Do you, we don't know what's in it. It, nope, it says it. clearly it's that, canon. that it says that the church of God is not about building, this is the bad part, houses of stone and glass and gold. It's mm. about the kingdom in your heart. It's not part of the canon. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him like, it's not part of the canon, and can we kill him? Can we? <laughs> yeah, no, what we've decided to do is go through all the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> And assemble the best version of the Bible. Or the best for us. Best for me, a man with power. <laughs> Women are certainly not a part of any of the decision making. And don't here. let's not teach anyone how to read. Let's just keep that across the board. We'll make this an oral thing for a while. <laughs> it's a little bit of foreshadowing. It's a little bit of Catholic foreshadowing. I'll let you find out. <laughs> I don't want to spoil any surprises here. <laughs> Yeah, like that to me, like the minute I learned about uh, uh, the whatever the uh, there was a there's a term for it for the place and the time, but with where the the canon, it was like, oh, you're talking about the uh, Council of Nicaea. Well, there's that one, and there's wait, what? Like, because the way they paint it when you're a kid is like, this was just inspired word of God handed down. Well, they they, they, like like floated down from heaven. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And then you become an adult and you read a little bit more. It's like, actually, this is a a mix of texts from hundreds of years apart right. that were all eventually found and unrolled and read by a group of guys who were like, all right, this tells the best linear story. Well, this is the book. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what about all the other shit from the same time and place? Eh, that's not official. Mm-hmm. That's side reading. The Council of Trent was the one I was thinking of. And you can't of, take yeah. it seriously because that's not that doesn't have the stamp. We, we actually the, we made a stamp here. We actually <laughs> made a giant stamp. And it, like Monty Python Is that made of gold? <laughs> and like Monty Python's God, he stuck his hand down from the clouds for a brief moment in time and stamped it. And this is the official book. So says me and a handful of other well, what guys. I, what I loved about like and it, it's been touched on before, the idea of a pope is just absurd. Especially when you consider the teachings of Christ. Right. It's just absurd. And then you start to look at what, like, how the modern day practicing Catholic venerates the Pope, how important he is. Yeah. The the entire, the spectacle of the white smoke Mm -hmm. means we've... We have a new pope. Yeah, the whole thing. We have a new infallible vicar. Right. When you see the process, and then you look back at the historical record and see, well, hold on, one family was just having pope after pope Mm. for like three hundred years. The Medici's had a fucking stranglehold on this thing. Was this even like? And you you watch the show and you see it's just blood. It's just blood. It's bloodthirsty shit. It, It had nothing to do. You had pope saying. Sending hundreds of thousands off to die and to kill other people mm-hmm. in the Holy Land. You had popes that were actively whoring around. Yeah. 
They didn't matter. It was just the office. Eventually, you have popes who are like, Hitler's not such a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's not. I mean, it's it looks bad. It looks. This is how the Pope yeah. of mine talks. It looks bad. It looks bad. It lo- <laughs> pope, I'm going to have to pull you aside and say, for an infallible guy, you're really fouling the fuck <laughs> Can I just say, I want to quote, for an infallible guy, you are fouling this the fuck up. <laughs> Pretty sure the entire world <laughs> knows that Hitler's the bad guy. <laughs> Even scary African, like, tribal dictators are like, fucking Hitler in Germany, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you're the, and you're the leader of the Catholic Church, like, eh, you know. Yeah, man. I it, like Mussolini. I, <laughs> I, I, can I make one adjustment? While we've been talking, I've been having one adjustment, and then we can wrap this up for, uh, for Mick. Mick Smear. Mick Smear. I don't want jet black hair. I'm thinking more of like a shitty brown. With the, <laughs> we'll do the quaff. No, 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 no. He, he was bleach blonde, <laughs> but his roots have grown out, and they've been grown out for a while. So just the tips are blonde, and the, the rest tips, is... <laughs> and then you, he, he tried to patch it halfway, and now it's like a weird orange. <laughs> Mick Smear! <laughs> Does he have a female sidekick? Rick always had a female, like... Yeah, that ugly woman. Oh, the ugly woman. The ugly woman, he's fucked. He puts puts a mutual libre mask on her so you can't see her face. You just have the body. Yeah, and instead of Boas, he wears Mardi Gras. (laughs) That he actually got from the previous year's Mardi Gras. (laughs) Timex watch. One of those like square numbers that people thought were so technologically cool that had the push buttons. My, oh jeez, my grand. Next watch where <laughs> Mazda Miata driving. Economy class flying son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just open in his affection for Ric Flair. <laughs> Natty light drinking. Margaritaville chugging. Tequila consuming. <laughs> Waffle House eating. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Probably has to suit wearing. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Goodwill shopping. Oh my god. Kmart Rewards member having. <laughs> Original Burger King children's menu having. Card holding. Non cheeseburger eating. <laughs> Plain cake loving. Mandingo fight support. 